Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is the weekly edition of You Can't Be Serious. As always, this is me, Mitch Potempa, joined by my lovely co-host, Matt Torrey. Hey, everybody. And Josh Tracy. Yo. Hope you're all having a, a fine, fine week here. I'm going to take a little bit. It is a fine week. It, it was. It really has been a fine week. We got a little bit of snow here. That's, I, that's I, an understatement. We got snow this week. We, it, we got. It, we got a. I had a an terrible an time getting home from work Appropriate amount, today. like a regular adult amount of snow. That's what we got this week. It was a, a re- the regular amount. I had a terrible time getting home. I, dude, I almost, almost ate it on the way home today. You got to get four wheel drive, man. Dude, I need four wheel drive. It was really bad. Especially today. with how you like to go driving in the snow up to the fucking mountain and go skiing <laughs> and shit like that. Like your little Mazda three is not the right car. For the that thing is so light, dude. There is no body to that car at yeah. all. It's not. It's not. A, no, it's not a snow. <laughs> it's not a snowbound car. Um, I didn't have that mindset when I was buying it, though. Josh, what kind of car do you have? I've got a 2013 Ford Focus. So you're doing a little better out there. Oh, hey. that car is terrible. Oh, Mitch, okay. do you know what a Ford Focus is? Okay, no, it's not what it was in my head. <laughs> a Ford Focus now that you reminded like me, what a it little is. subcompact like like <laughs> sedan. Um, oh, so you know what just happened? You know, it's so it's funny, Matt, because you had to get your car jumped yesterday because two days ago. Shout outs. <laughs> yeah. What about that? Um, <laughs> but yo, I just had to get the fucking battery replaced on my on my car. What? Um, yeah. So my I went to go to the gym and my car wouldn't start. And I was like, oh, that's inconvenient. So I took mm-hmm. my girlfriend's car. And then I let the car, and I figured, like, because this happened a couple of years ago, you know, it was cold out. I haven't been driving much. It didn't seem like a big deal. So I just left it there until I figured, until the next snowstorm was going to come up. And then I was like, all right, let me, like, actually try to jump it so I can move it somewhere. Because I didn't want to jump it and then have it still sit there for, like, two weeks to just die again. So yeah, I waited, and then I tried jumping it. Couldn't get it to jump, and I was like, "All right, so either my car is severely more fucked than I thought it was, or I'm doing a terrible job trying to jump this car." So when you when you first when you tried to start it though, would it even like turn over? Would it do the like click 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 click, or would it just get nothing? I got I got I got uh, one click. You got just like click. Okay. Yeah, I turned it into it. Yeah. That was it. But I, but everything else came on. Radio came on. Everything else came on. So yeah, you didn't have you didn't like, leave a light on or anything, right? No light no. was left on. No, okay. It was cold. Well, so, and have you? So, how long you had the car for? Is this the first time you had to change the battery? Yeah, is the first time you had to change. Yeah, this this was the first time I had to change. Oh, oh, okay. You, you got oh, your so, money's so, worth. Yeah, so this isn't <laughs> like a, okay. But so 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 the guy comes and he tests out the battery. And he was like, "Yo, your battery is dead." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> he was like, "He was like, yeah, like I can jump it for you if you want." But he was like, "You got to go straight to a shop to get a new battery because it." I can jump it now. The second you turn it off, this shit ain't starting again. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking serious? He was like, I got a battery here. I can replace it for you, but you need a new battery. And I'm like, how <laughs> is that possible? It, the car didn't even, there's no low battery light on right now. I didn't get no shit on the dash. Nothing. He was like, man, some cars do, some cars don't. I don't know. Your battery's fucking dead. So I had to get a new fucking battery. Zero warning. Zero warning for my vehicle. It was a that is really day. weird. And so, I mean, like, when was the last time you drove? You're like, was it sitting? I think you might have said oh, that. Oh, yeah, but like, that should have been sitting. It was sitting, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't fully understand it, but like the cold does something to batteries, man. Like I like, cause I do know that over time, like batteries, like they, like they wear down, like in like the, whatever the chemical, however, whatever the chemical reaction is that happens inside the battery that allows it to like, reduce that energy to start your car it like degrades over time and like it isn't able to like recharge fully or whatever because it's like and i, I don't know if the cold maybe accelerates that process or or, or what but it sucks you had to get a new battery unannounced though because that's a, a clean 200 bucks that's always my worst fear when my car dies like when my, when i have to jump my car which Admittedly, I have to do too often because i like forget about my car i leave my car parked so my apartment building, like when I like come to like when I pick up my groceries or whatever, I'll like park my car in front of my parking, uh, my apartment building and like leave the hazards on and like unload my car. Um, almost every single time, though, without fail, I bring all the groceries inside, unpack them all and then like just like sit down on the couch and like go about my day and like or, or whatever. And like usually I got I get a text message from some like one of my neighbors like, hey, did you forget your car? And it's like hours later. And I'm like, fuck. I gotta go down and like sometimes it's still good sometimes it's not i was hoping when i went down there yesterday flash the, the fucking lights were still on like it was still flashing i'm like yes i made it in time we're good i get in the car i go to start it and it goes click click click, click. and then it just <laughs> and then like it just fizzles out i'm like all right let me let me give it a second maybe it's maybe it just needs to warm up we'll give it we'll give it another go um wait another minute and like try it again and just click 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 click, click. and then there's just nothing and i'm like Fuck. That means so, you missed it by the skin on your Oh, feet. yeah. If I had not made it down there like, you know, 15 minutes earlier, I'd have started it up, driven away, it'd have been fine. But um That's all right. I got to have a, I got to have a friend I had to got to have a friendly interaction with you. Yeah. I didn't mind jumping the car. I, I needed uh, to get outside for a little bit. I I, I, I tell myself that like it's it's a good thing because I get to practice jumping cars and you never know you're gonna have to jump a car. No. But like it's not a complicated thing. I don't need any more practice. <laughs> so so Mitch said something which is you know it's like a cool 200 dollars you got to spend which is very accurate and sad um but i was having a conversation with kel afterwards where i was Mm -hmm. like because i don't know how you guys think about money now in terms of quantities as compared to when you were in college and considerably more broke but like i see 200 dollars now the way i saw 50 bucks when i was in college yes i'd spend it and it would suck but it's not going to, to like, yeah, but like, I'm not going to like, de- you know, detriment myself to do it. Oh, no. Yeah. It is weird how that happens. Like that. I think it has I like, like you just get numb to spending money. I think that's what it is. And I think that, that like once you have once you. Well, yeah, I, th- I think that's what it is, is once you had like several, you know, two, four, six hundred dollar, whatever, like either car repairs or bills or whatever that like that is no longer a, like you you realize how little that that actually gets you like two hundred dollars literally only gets you a battery then that's it like and <laughs> you're like what the fuck like when you're like 10 years old or like even younger like two hundred dollars you're like i'm set for life i am good like i never need to work again i got two hundred dollars like but like, I, like the older you get, right, and like the more shit that you say, take on, you realize like, fuck, this money doesn't fucking go anywhere. Like, uh, no, it dude, like it doesn't go anywhere. Dollars is fucking nothing, and that's the shit yeah. part about it, man. There was one year, and granted, I went very hard 
on my student loans that one year. But there was one year I, I dropped $20,000 on my student loans. Like, $200 doesn't get you fucking anywhere, man. No, but, no. And even that, I mean, like, I, I don't want to pry into your finances too much, but even that $20,000 into, into your, your student loans, I'll bet was not as big of a chunk as you probably wished it was. I wished it was all of it. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I'm still just, paying. Dude, like, I, oh, like, I mean, I'm sure this gets talked about a bunch and like, I'm sure there's people who are better equipped to talk about it. Right. But like learning like the value of money is such a hard, it's such a hard lesson. Yeah. Why like, were we not taught this beforehand? Like, and, why did we have to learn this by experience? Well, it's, well, it's fucked because they want you to learn the value of, of, of a dollar. Right. And like how valuable each dollar is. And then you yeah. get into real life and it's like, oh, that dollar's bullshit. Instead of worrying about your five dollars <laughs> you got as an allowance, here's a five thousand dollar bill. Figure it <laughs> fuck out, bitch. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I was working summers cutting grass for five dollars a day, and now I have to deal with significantly more complicated finances than this. So, like the the way that I've I've always like since I was like sixteen or seventeen, like wrap my head around like how expensive stuff is is like like one of my first jobs like i was getting paid like under the table ten dollars an hour so it was like really easy to calculate like how much money i was getting paid like gross and all that stuff um but so like that 200 dollars battery i'm like oh that's you know 20 hours like that's like wait a minute you're telling me i gotta work for 20 fucking hours to buy a battery that's fucking crazy. To, that's that's to operate that's, my fucking vehicle. That's half of my work week to start my car. Just to start it. It doesn't even run on the fucking battery. It just starts it. Like it's not even, you know what I mean? Or like when you go uh I don't know, just anything, right? Like I would I would like I'll like in my head I'll break it up into like $10 and like how many hours at $10 an hour that would be. And it's always a fucking ridiculous amount of hours. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's crazy, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, th I think, I don't know about you guys, but like my parents and so like tried to, uh, you know, teach me the value of money. Like, um, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And like, I, I think that. they did, you know, or they tried to, you know, as best they could with, you know, whatever. But like, there's something like that I think, unless you, until you like actually experience paying the bills, right. And have the whole like, understand like it, you can't you can't understand it by someone telling telling it to you right like you have to like experience it to like oh wait a minute like i gotta spend half my paycheck on you know fucking just to be able to stay in my apartment like oh okay so like i gotta pay for all this other shit like oh so all this money that i thought i had like i actually am and i have negative a hundred dollars like i don't even have enough money to cover all of my expenses um that was, you know, I'm, I still struggle with that sometimes. Like all I, I admittedly have like probably the least fiscally responsible person in this podcast. Um, but like I'll still get like when my, when my paycheck hits on a Friday, I'll see the, you know, how like 1500 or whatever, however much money it is for the paycheck. Right. And go like, Oh sweet. Like let's fucking ball out this weekend. And then I go, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait, hold on. I gotta, I gotta buy groceries. Like, oh, wait, I got the car payment, too. Like, oh, I got to pay the utility bill and all this stuff. And then it, it's all gone. And, like, well, I didn't even fucking do anything. Yeah, man. That's, that's why one of, the, one of the best things about my new job is that they pay me on Thursdays. So, because mm. what would happen was I'd get, my, I'd get paid on Friday. 
and then I have a spreadsheet running of how I break up the <laughs> debts that I owe. <laughs> so, so that right paycheck. there, let me pause you right there. I don't have a spreadsheet of debts. Continue. I'm not keeping track of any so, of that shit. So what I, what I do is for each paycheck, I know what I'm going to devote the money from that paycheck to to paying off. So that You're the so second the second the morning I get it, I pay everything I got to pay on that paycheck. And what sucked about getting paid on Fridays is that none of that shit would actually clear till Monday. And all weekend, I had to look at that bank account looking real fucking nice oh. and thinking to myself, "Oh, I can afford it, baby." <laughs> You can't can because it. because Monday morning at nine a.m. all those Monday things yeah Monday yeah. morning like twelve hundred dollars gone right um, out the door yeah so what's nice huh. about getting paid on Thursday is that all that shit clears Friday morning so I go into the weekend yeah. like knowing how much money I actually knowing have. actually how much money you have yeah yeah huh that's interesting I wonder uh, I mean there's no way I can't move when I get paid nah it's like, payroll software shit yeah but stuff. like. You could create two accounts and you could have one account be your bill account and one account be your like money account. And uh, then when you get your paycheck spreadsheet, <laughs> well, but I'm saying is like, this doesn't even need a spreadsheet. You just need two accounts. And then, you know, just when you get your paycheck, you just transfer that one money to one account two to accounts. the other account. What do I look like? Like I have two money. Yeah, <laughs> Mitch, I don't have two money. Mitch, Mitch, I barely got one money, right? <laughs> I barely got one money Wait, in the one account. You need, you need accounts, bro. Mitch, Mitch, do you have a spreadsheet? I don't ha have a spreadsheet per se. But you use an app, don't you? Don't you have? Yeah, I, I have. Or... Yeah, I, I have like a. I have. I'm tracking. I am. I am managing for sure. So my I know my excuse was always that like I tried to set up uh, Mint in college, but when I did, I had no income. So literally, it was just tracking. Well, how much money are you spending on beer this week? Like, it's, it was literally just tracking money out. And I'm like, this is fucking useless. Right. Um, so I never like really got into using it. So I don't have a spreadsheet for like specific bills or anything like that. I've what I did was I I took um, like a, a monthly budget, and I took like a, just an average amount, divided it by four for one each week, and then that amount is all of my bills lumped into one payment. I do exactly what I do for you. Mm -hmm. In, out, in, out, mm -hmm. in, out. And that keeps me floating for the most part. So no spreadsheet, and it's uh, pretty low maintenance and pretty nice, dude. Well, also, I mean, Josh, you have a spreadsheet. You have... Josh has multiple loans. I don't have multiple. Well, I think well, not even just the loan side of things, but like you have. Josh multiple... is poor. Fuck off. Not, no, not, not even that. Like <laughs> you have like no, loans is not even being I'm, poor. Loans I'm, is good. No, man, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like you have you have more like uh, multiple accounts. Do you not like? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I got I've got plenty. Like several mm -hmm. to where like you require a spreadsheet. <laughs> um, right? or... I've got. Uh... Eight bank accounts. Yeah, that's a lot and of bank accounts. Four credit cards. Uh, that will be a lot to keep track of in your head. Yeah, yeah, and and then I've got all my loans too on top of that. It's all you have four credit cards. How do you do? You like? I mean, you're not a, a uh, an irresponsible uh, uh, person. Like how? Like how? Do, why do you have four? Do you use them for different things, or do you like rotate in and out like based on like the points, or like what's you know? All right, so I got I got my first one, which was just like a straight up like I had Bank of America, so it was just like a straight up Bank of America credit card, and mm -hmm. then I was like, um, I 
want to get that card, when, when did you get that I, one college sophomore okay. year maybe yeah, yeah. um then I got my second credit card because I was like, you know, fuck this having a wild big balance and making my credit usage look awful. I'm going to yeah. get a second credit card. Then I got um, I was I got an Amazon credit card so I could get that sweet, sweet, like, here's $100 just for signing up. And I was like, all right, cool. I had a big purchase. Uh, mm -hmm. um, then I got I, a Yankees I, credit I got card, also from Bank of America, for the same reason. Um, what was the last one? I got a Yankees credit card for the same oh, reason. Oh, Yankees credit card. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is great because it got me early access to buy uh, uh, tickets and special codes and shit. It was actually oh, cool. awesome when the seasons are happening and I feel like going. Um, yeah. And then I got a fourth one. I got I got a United Airlines credit card because I was getting ready to go on vacation. I've been I've been traveling more mm. over the past few yeah. years and wanted to mm. rack up some of those frequent flyer miles. And then I got it. And three months later, COVID hit. And yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I looked into getting one of those when I was doing a lot of traveling for work, but I decided like, let me let me hold off. And I'm glad I did because like not like six months later or something like that. COVID hit. I'm like, well, I'm fucking not traveling anymore. So um, that all makes sense. Yeah, so like, so that's, like when I had yeah. my first one, like my average credit usage, because I keep track of that, too, was like 75 yeah. percent because I didn't have a crazy big balance. And I was in college. Well, and you probably had a small. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a really small credit limit, and now it's like it sits around like two to five percent. Um, yeah. I mean, you're like you're probably maybe you're probably not spending any more any less dollars, but it's usage wise. Oh, I'm right? spending just, way more dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But your credit way usage, the credit low. usage is what's is yeah. what they're looking at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Which again, though, it's all shit that like we should have we should have fucking learned and like you know what one of the stupidest fucking things about credit scores is it drives me fucking nuts is that every time i pay off a student loan my credit score goes down really you guys know why uh does it have to do with like you have less lines of credit or something that like no or, or not like... that it's about average age of credit because my student ah, loans are my okay. oldest line of credit and so when i close yeah. them out they decrease my your, average your age. Average of age of credit goes every way down. Every time, yeah. Every fucking time I pay off a student loan, my credit score goes down. That's so fucking weird. Off and my credit score gets worse. It's so fucking dumb. Like it's so dumb. So like so so you're telling me like let's let's say hypothetically right you're going to like apply for a mortgage right and you've got all these loans, which means you've got all this outstanding debt right. Your credit score might be I don't know we'll call it seven hundred right. You get approved at you know X rate, whatever. Now, if instead of going to get the mortgage before you paid out the loans, if you paid off those loans, went to go get the mortgage, you'd have a worse credit score and you get a worse rate on that mortgage. Is that what you're telling me? Not all the uh, loans, but it would be the the oldest loan. Well, I mean, like, and yeah, In that, my that's specific instance. Yeah, yeah, that's the, the oldest. That loan. is ridiculous. <laughs> It's a weird caveat to the way that they. Uh, I mean, they work that. It seems like it seems like one of those things where, like, you know, when you explain it and go average age of credit, right? You go like, well, I guess technically that makes sense, yeah, right? right? Like, it follows the process, right? Mm -hmm. But that that is now no longer in keeping with like the the spirit of the rules, right? Like, that's not the the purpose of credit score is to like is to determine like how uh like risky of a uh like it is to lend you money yes. right that's what it is yeah and so, yeah it so, doesn't seem like that number is accurately portraying no that. not at all because it's like wait this guy just paid off this big loan 
And that means he is not a good person to lend to. Like that's very strange. (laughs) You know, we will collect no late fees from this man. Therefore, we don't want. Yeah. Therefore, we don't want to. Yeah. We're just learning. Uh, We're just learning on the fly, guys. And so I think think that's what kind of the bottom line. All of this this part of the conversation is is where we like we don't like we did. We're not learning it unless we're doing it, and we're doing it. Could have been like. There could have been a class, but we wouldn't have paid attention. No, no, you're right. We wouldn't have paid attention. <laughs> but like the same way that you didn't pay attention in, you know, all the time in algebra. But if I put a basic algebra problem in front of you, you can figure it out, and you understand how to at right, least think the about the problems. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, sure. Obviously, I wouldn't have retained every little aspect of it, but I would have learned how to think about finances, how to think about, you know saving for retirement, those kinds of things that like, granted, we were all intelligent people and like we've done research on our own and kind of learned along the way. And we have, uh, I think, uh, older adults in our lives who have kind of provided guidance to, you know, varying mm-hmm. extents. But like you said, like we kind of had to figure it out on our own. Like, no, like, like if we didn't, you know, or, or like, well, I guess, Sooner or later, we would have figured it out, right? Because like, we, you gotta have to. But yeah, you have to. I mean, but there, are, unfortunately, there there could be some people that don't. You know, and then that's that's another. But thing. you know, and so like, what does you know? I, I think about that a lot. In that, like, the I, not to you know toot my own horn, but like, I like to think of myself as being a smart guy. Like, uh, that, but you are. So right? that's not even that, that is like horn. above the average intelligence. And I know, right? Like, you take that fact, and you also take the same fact of like, I struggle with finances like i am not like i would like if someone if someone came to me and was like hey matt i need help getting my finances in order i would say you need to go talk to somebody else because (laughs) i'm not the guy to help you (laughs) um but like and so i can only imagine right Mm -hmm. like someone who was like a straight c student right who like not necessarily that they're like dumb in any way but they just are kind of like middle of the road right middle of the pack academically intellectually whatever which is statistically speaking, a majority of people, I, I, how the fuck are you supposed to survive? Like, how, how are you supposed to figure this shit out? I don't know. Like, I don't know. You know, what, on the fly, the fly experience. I don't know. I keep, I keep saying that. Yeah. And then I, and I also wonder like, is, you know, is there even, what's the incentive though, to even educate these people or, or when I say these people, us on personal finance and, like, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, Josh, you made a really good point there. Like, not collecting late fees from you, right? Like, there are a lot of institutions that benefit in a big way from people being financially uneducated. Right? Withholding. So you're saying potentially withholding information? Now, I, I'm not saying one way or another. Like, I'm, cause I, I'm because I'm trying to get well, to the, like... Well, to, I mean, to make that, Matt's point, who is the number one lobbyist for not uh, simplifying the tax code, uh, it's uh, the IRS, H&R right? Or like, or, or oh, HR Block, HR okay. Block, yeah. and because oh, that's uh, how they make their money on do, taxes being people difficult. People who do Turbo yeah. Tax and, and like every institution yeah. that that you have yep. to pay to file your taxes because yep. they make money off taxes being complicated, and you're not figuring it the fuck out. Which is why so, every time there's an op, there's a, a a proposal to simplify the tax code or to automate the system like a lot of other countries do, so that you don't even have to file your taxes, it gets shot automatic. down yeah. because yeah, because uh, there's, there's too people, much money. There's in money it. to be made, man. Yeah. I just paid to my, have my taxes filed. 
My dad talks about this all the time. My dad is an accountant and he said like, so like the U S tax code, right? Something on the order of like 10 or 12,000 pages. It's fuck. It's this enormous monstrosity of a fucking book. And it's, it's so big for a lot of reasons. One of them is that there's all these little loopholes and shit like that, that people get past to like, you know, like, like there's some things in there that are specific is like, you know, if you, uh, you know, on Thursday, December 27th, like where if your business was at this location, then you don't have to pay these taxes. Like, like super fucking specific so that they apply to like one individual who contributed money to some lobbyist or something. On the flip side of that, the international tax code, right? That like is used elsewhere, right? There's only like a little over 2000 pages. That's starkly different. Starkly different. Yes. Right. But well, John, like it's because there's so much money to be made in keeping taxes complicated. If you made it so that your money. taxes were simple, or even like Josh, you said it a step further, automated so that like it Get was away. automatically calculated and just happened. H and R block goes out of business overnight. Like I think I think it's Germany where like you just because think about how dumb it is. The government knows if you're wrong. The yeah. government knows how much money you make. The government knows what tax brackets your money's supposed to be in. Yep. The government knows yep. how much they, you owe, and then yep. they fuck you if you don't tell them the right number. Yep. So, yep. so I th I think it's Germany where it's like you like get sign up for like an app, and they just let you know if you owe anything or not. It's yeah, because so, they're so, tracking all the information anyway, and at the end of the year, or whatever, they just say, "Hey, this is what you owe." And you go, "Great, hey." Like or, my biggest fear is that I'm going to get, um like crazy audit or some shit because I filled out my own taxes wrong. Mm. Um, even though my taxes are a little bit funky because I have a bajillion accounts, um, mm. but they're not, they're not as crazy as like people with, you know, independent small businesses and you know, yeah. 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 Shit. Uh, and I, I'm still afraid every single year that the government's going to be like, ha ha, you owe us $9,000. Yeah. We don't know why, but you don't know why either. So, pay and so here, you want to know something else that's crazy about this. So they, like so the like you said the irs they know right they know if how much you're supposed to pay them and so like that if you if you're wrong they know um but they're so money they're so inefficient and so uh i guess inefficient right and so like the, my, so my dad has a has a story that he tells me he um was a guy who moved here from somewhere in the middle east um Started a uh, a small. I think he opened up a gas station, right? And he he like didn't pay taxes for like the first like five years that he ran this this like everything was all like off the books kind of. Um, he got he was trying to get a loan for something, right? And so he was working with an accountant. Um, he was working like with my dad's old company. This is before he started his 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 own business, and. And so they went through and they, they had to file um, like a tax return and file all this documentation, right? For like, you know, for this guy to go about you know, doing whatever it is she was trying to do, get this loan or whatever. Um, the, the IRS, right? Um, saw, they get, this, they get this tax return, right? And they decide to audit them. And this guy hasn't filed taxes for the, they hasn't paid taxes for the last like five years. So the IRS goes back and says like, well, hey, from these last five years, we're going to go back in and figure out how much you owe. And now you owe us, you know, $300,000 or whatever the amount was. 
um, guy from the IRS was talking with my dad's company kind of like, you know, as a debrief through all of this. And he's like, yeah, honestly, if the guy never filed in the first place, we never would have caught him. The only reason we caught him was because he filed like, and like he came through into the system, but like, we're so like, like there's no way they ever would have caught on to the guy if he just continued fi- like not filing. And so like, you can like get fucked if you get caught by the IRS, but it's super easy to not get caught by the IRS because of how like slow moving and like resource deprived they are. You know, even in the case of like, if they do know you've committed fraud, right? Unless you owe them a significant amount of money, you're not worth their time. You know, and like that significant amount of money that varies, I think, depending on kind of what we're talking about. But like, Josh, I totally understand like what you're saying about like being worried about being audited. Like, that's a total like I think a lot of people have that kind of like I irrational fear, fear yeah. right? But I like fear. realistically speaking, there's no way the IRS ever decides that Josh Tracy, you are interesting enough to audit. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, le- and like how uh, that could change if you you know get like have a bunch of crazy investments or whatever. But like, if you're a regular dude, small fish to fry. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if, if they were, if they're going to take the time and the resources yeah, because, to because dedicate the, to because it, the it's got to like, pay off. Like they're so, if they wanted to track down and find everybody like who, who cheats on their taxes. Like they, they don't have, they don't have the manpower to do it. Not the lucrative. Manpower, the resources, they don't have, you know, it's not lucrative. They probably wouldn't make money off of it have to wait for that one big score yeah yeah and and that's what they you know and so that's why that's why you know if you like like you were saying josh like if you're a small business owner right or if you um where where we're now we're not talking about you know hundreds of dollars we're talking about thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars possibly now now they'll get interested now that then they'll start kind of poking around in your in your finances but like ah the government we only care when there's money involved it's 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 sad but true man like you know and like it's crazy definitely crazy also i hope you get your 200 dollars worth out of your battery though there josh despite the the uh, lessons of the value of money that we've learned an untimely expense is still yeah hit to I'm, the stomach I'm just uh start and turn off and start and turn off my car a bunch so really you didn't get, get the my use out of that battery Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> for when you need to drive around, there's nothing like a good, reliable battery. You'll get your $200 nothing worth. Nothing like a good battery. No, nothing like a good battery. Really hey. helps make the car go. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't do much no, need, at all. You need a, you need for a good the... battery for a smooth ride. Yeah, it, it, you know, you, you, you really don't. You really don't. <laughs> this is this is irking Matt so badly because of how much I think you appreciate of how a car works. Well, I feel like I we're mean, bastardizing what is, what is that a process. Other than like a mini nitro, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, you got it. Pretty much. Yeah. I have the best battery, so my car goes the fastest, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. That's what I figured. Flames on it. Makes it, it faster. Blue yeah. flames because it's really hot. There you go. There you go. 
All right. What else is going on good for you guys this week? We're not enjoying the snow. Are you getting out there snowboarding this weekend, Matt Tori? Uh, not unless you drag me out. No, probably not. No, Josh, are you outside at all during this winter? Oh no, I'm, or, an, or, in, I'm an indoor human. So, are you an indoor human because of like you don't like the cold? No, I like the cold. You do like the cold, and I and I'm talking like just doesn't like the outside. Yeah, doesn't yeah. like the outside. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the the lack of couches outside. <laughs> Interesting. You never, right, you never so, hiking and see like a really comfy couch. Okay, so you're saying a good comfy couch is greater than well, a nice log in the forest. Well, Josh, how would you know? You're never outside. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still meandered about in, in wooden areas at times. Out. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I never stumble upon any like, you know, bags of Doritos out there. They're never hanging out. <laughs> that's what you're looking for in the wild you're looking but you're going into the wild looking for the wrong the wrong things you won't find couches and doritos you already set yourself up for failure or or i'm not setting myself up a failure by just not engaging in it you could just not engage in it are you yeah. so and is that like during the so like summertime too you're not even like no the, the reality of it is that i just i just don't have the knees and back to like go hiking or any of that shit or do a lot of strenuous or constantly on my feet activities that you have the joints outside you have the joints of like an 85 year old man do you not yeah yeah i gotta get my my left knee looked at because my right knee is the pre-arthritic pre-arthritic one but my left knee has been clicking non-stop and let me tell you here folks not a good sign when my left knee has rhythm (laughs) Just to, just to clarify here, Josh, you're not an 85 year old man, right? No, I am 26. Yes, okay, all right. Just, just to clarify here. Um, all right. So, um, what about you're camping with no extended time on your feet, and you got a nice fold out chair, and it's you know not the winter time. That's still something that wouldn't appeal to you. No, no, camping, camping, I could vibe with. Okay, all right. So it's not, it's not the outdoor. You can't do it with the strenuous outdoor activities yeah like if we're talking like going fishing you know hanging out i'm i'm game dude i love but like you don't want to go rock climbing well that i'm also afraid of heights so that's not gonna work that's actually it's a great workout have you gone like to the gym like legit rock climbing before matt are you asking me that seriously or are you asking me that because you feel like that you need to ask that question to continue the conversation of the podcast ne- i'm just genuinely curious <laughs> no i've never climbed rocks no <laughs> Oh, like like a rock wall kind of thing? No, okay. All right. Have you ever been to one, Josh? Uh, there was one at my college, and when I went for, and uh, during freshman orientation, uh, they, like, our group did it, but I am, like, I'm not good with heights, so I got, like, three stones or whatever the fuck they measure that shit up, and I was like, nope, 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 uh, and I got down. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. What, so. what about downhill skiing? Uh, you said you've got shitty knees. Yeah, that would, bad that knees. Would, not that good would for that. fucking wreck your knees. Uh, you could only lounge. What about whitewater rafting? Would you go whitewater rafting, Josh? No, nah, I get motion sickness. Okay. Oh, yeah. Would you just go yeah, right? like? Would you just go Welcome like kayaking? Wrong. Would you just oh, go yeah, kayaking? Like kayaking? Okay. Yeah. There you go. That that's right. That's okay. 
I love tubing in the summer, man. We did, you didn't come tubing with me at all. Mitch, I tubing think. though is not like uh, that's but just sitting, that's a lounge. That's just a sitting lounge. and drinking. It's uh, a lounging thing, like in the but water. Let, let me and tell like, you guys, this is why baseball is a great sport because so little of it is actually doing anything. That's the th- that's the thing. We could bring the radio out with us on the river and listen to the baseball game. We can do nothing while we listen to nothing. I know. I mean, playing baseball as a summer activity. So little well, it's de- actually doing anything. Well, it depends on what position you're playing, right, Josh? I mean, if you're a catcher, like <laughs> you're you're kind of involved in in all of it, and like you're hurting at the end of that game because your legs are probably on fire, and like. Oh sure, but if you're playing, if you're playing like softball, chances are. Bucking, but if you're playing right field, right in an adult softball league, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're not doing fucking shit. Yeah, and even um, if you are doing a bunch, I mean, half an inning at a time, you're sitting on the bench hanging out, and every third time sitting on the bench, you go up and you take a few swings. <laughs> and if you get really lucky, maybe every third or fourth time taking some swings. You gotta take a little jog around. The you back. go for a little jog. Yeah. <laughs> you go for a little jog. <laughs> it's not that much. It's just a stroll. Yeah. It's the appeal of the game in the summer. Is that your favorite summertime outdoor activity? Do you like playing softball outside, Josh? Oh God, I I I love just you know even if it's just throwing a ball back and forth, man. It's fucking great. You're a big catch guy. Big catch. Now, do you guys say play catch or have a catch? No, so I say play catch and I, I don't know. I can't really explain why I, but have a catch is always like, just not sat right with me. It's just like, well, that just doesn't seem right. Mitch. Like it's like, uh, I'm a, ha- I'm have a catch guy. Really? Mm-hmm. Like you said, let's go have a catch. Mm-hmm. No, I said, let's go play catch. I think it might be because my, my dad said, play catch my dad didn't say have a catch like whenever i like my dad and i would play catch we would play catch yeah no and, I, and it might just because my father said that your dad did your dad say have a catch let's go have a catch come on yeah 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 i think that's what he said what about you josh what do you say no, I'm, I'm i've always been a play catch guy because i i i agree with map have a catch sounds very clunky you have yeah. pie i don't know how you have a catch you don't yeah. have touch football you know, it's the like, only it's the only activity that you I would use that phrase with. So I I have I, a ski. Yeah, no, I would never. I'd say let's go skiing. But like, well, okay, what if you were gonna try to say let's? I'm, if you were gonna say let's play a game of baseball, would you say let's play a game of baseball or let's have a game of baseball? No, it's it's only catch. It's not even specific to the sport oh, of baseball. It's literally just it, that. It's phrase. literally just the action of throwing a ball back and forth to one another. Would I use have a? And I don't have any logical explanation for it, but that's how specific I would be to that stage. Let's go have a catch. Yeah, it's maybe pretentious is the wrong word, but like to me, it's always sounded like, like, shut the fuck up. Just say play catch. Really? Like, 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 it sounds polite. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not really sure. But like the first time I heard someone say it, I was like, that does that's wrong. Like you said that wrong. Like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not how you say those words. I think I understand what you're trying to say, but you didn't articulate that right. <laughs> um, it is an interesting one, though. Like, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't even think it's the right way of saying it. I just think it's the way I'm saying it. Well, no, because like, I, I don't think it's wrong, though. 
because like, a lot of people say that. Like, it's not like you're not the only, you're not the first person I've heard say mm-hmm. that, right? And like, I know a bunch of, there's a lot of people who I know who know way fucking more about baseball than I do who say have a catch. And so, like, I'm not trying to claim like I'm the authority on baseball terminology. I'm very much so not, you know? And so, like, by, extension right of, of like seeing people who like oh this guy knows baseball like and he says have a catch so like probably not a stupid thing to say like you know what you, mean? you wouldn't sound terribly out of place saying it no i don't think so no, but everyone, everyone understands it's a way of saying it yeah but it is a weird way like you uh, said Josh, you, like we, there's nothing there's no there's nothing you wouldn't say like have a no like, that's just a weird way of phrasing it right um, what did you? What did your dad say, Josh? Did your dad say play, play, play catch? catch? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, yeah. we're not going to get that from somewhere else. We're going to get that from whoever told it to us when we were youngins. And my dad was yeah. one of my soft, my little league coaches. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Kind kind of a, a, a pop topic in the world of sports, but I wanted to hear. Um, I had a question for you guys. So yesterday. Um, February 17th, this releases on the 19th. We record on the 18th. Those are the days. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr., shortstop for the San Diego Padres, just signed a 14-year, $340 million contract. Um, He is 21 years old. Is that a record? No. uh, It's it's so not a record by over $100 million. Okay, cool. Um, Great. Shows how much I know. Great. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's just that's just in baseball. That doesn't even I think that just gives you perspective of how much athletes pay is pay is, but anyway. Well, who is the guy who so you finish your question first? Cause what's wild about it is like when when Mike Trout signed his record, he has the record contract for baseball, that's, which is uh, that's who I was thinking of. Because yeah, thirteen years, four hundred fifty million dollars, I think, some shit like that. Is it really, it's that much money. Holy shit! Yeah, well, and Pat Mahomes has like a twelve-year, five hundred million dollar contract or some shit. So yeah, they they get very. Well, I know, but I'm sticking with just baseball though. Like Mike Trout was the guy I was thinking of, right? Because um, that was a couple Mike years Trout, ago, right? That he signed is, that. Right? Uh, yeah, uh, last year or two years ago, it was very recent. It was news though when it happened and i remember talking yeah. about it with you yeah so but the thing about the mike trout one is like if mike trout retired today he has enough service time and accomplishments that he could make the hall of fame and he's almost 30. fernando Tatis yeah. jr is 21. like yeah. what would you do if you were 21 years old and were new for a fact at minimum in your lifetime you were going to be grossing 340 million like what does what about your life changes Everything, everything. I don't even know how I would feel. I, it's so foreign to any number that I've ever considered. Yeah, I also think, I mean, like, we could have this conversation. This is a totally interesting conversation. But I also think that, like, none of us have even sort of the perspective to be able to, like, really talk about, like, hey, this is what I would do if I had $300 million. You know what I mean? Well, like, I don't even mean, like, necessarily with the money. I mean, like, well, no, no, cause, no cause, I just like, so much the- of our lives are based around the idea that we have to work and hopefully in some small way enjoy the work and obviously Tatis has to still work for the next 14 years he is a major league baseball player he must continue doing that but outside of the eight months a year he has to do that um he's fucking like and 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 he hasn't there's no stress that comes with that like there would be if he was a minor leaguer who makes dirt like Man, like, just what do you do to like fill your like? It, when, when he yeah, well, so here's the and that contract's done. He doesn't have to work ever again. Well, here's the thing. I think the the 
So I, I think the the probably hardest part about this about about this right is probably staying grounded right and trying to maintain your uh, for lack of a better word like humanity right it because makes, like you uh, could like you said Josh like there he like once that you know once he's done playing baseball he doesn't need to do anything and like and not even like doesn't have to do anything and can live comfortably like could live excessively right um and that's also not taking into consideration any kind of sponsorship deals or any kind of like you know, afterwards, like working as like, you know, a commentator, anything else that might come his way. We're literally just talking about his uh, career in Major League Baseball. Um, but I think the. I think if you could get past the. You know, the, the like that idea of. Like I'm a superhuman, right? And like you know, maintain like your identity as a person. I think that's the first like hurdle, and then the second hurdle I think is like not letting that go to your head, right? Like if you get if you're 21 years old, right, and you've now and you've now just signed this 330 million dollar contract, like that that's not you just thinking like oh i'm a great baseball player that's a lot of people externally right telling you you are a fantastic baseball player and like he, like and here's all of this money to back it up right and so it's a risky investment for the padres and man. so and this is a 21 year old kid and right I, and he's capable and he's capable sure sure um, but, i'm sure but, he is because he, they wouldn't have the, but you're making the point of is like as capable as he is, what's the reality? He's twenty-one of years old. Telling like, a twenty-one-year-old, you're going to have three hundred thirty million dollars. That you are worth three hundred thirty million dollars. Three hundred forty. Like, three hundred forty million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that. As a, you know, to that's going to take a lot of focus. That, that's going to take a lot of concentration to not develop an ego, mm -hmm. right? Well, and to. Yeah. I was going to make a, a, a kind of lighthearted but also kind of serious point is that like this is also the point that I made earlier, but like on steroids about how I hated getting paid on Friday because mm -hmm. I saw that money in my bank account. Mm -hmm. This is why you need if, if I was to ever be this rich, I'd have to hire a money man just so I wouldn't look at my bank account and go, Whoo! we yeah. find everything. Yeah, right. Because, because if you're that rich, I don't understand how you even look at how much money. You, like, I don't want to know. I don't want to. Well, I just want to have a guy that I ask and go, can I afford to do this? And him go, yes or no. Because if well, I so, can see how much money I have, I know myself well enough that even though I think I'm a responsible human being, if I had a mill in my fucking account, I would be reckless. Yeah, because... Now, going back to kind of the beginning of our conversation, right? That $200, that $200 doesn't get you very far, right? I, when I've got, you know, $1,000 in my bank account, go, fuck yeah, we could ball the fuck out. Like, we could fucking buy anything we want to buy. Like, let's just fucking go. Um, <laughs> like, I could spend $200 five fucking times, man. We are fucking rich. Five car now, batteries. If, now, <laughs> if... Like you're saying, Josh, if my bank account had six, seven, eight zeros in it, man, like there's no fucking like I I'm buying shit that that nobody needs. Like, I'm paying Bill Gates to hang out. 
Uh, yeah, I'm doing stupid shit. Like I'm running out the Staples shit. Center for no reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and the thing is, I mean, we're what we're talking about here is the reason that a lot of big jackpot uh, lottery winners within like six to 18 months of them winning actually end up declaring bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. Oh, because they get all this money and they don't know what to do with it. And like they don't have a, a concept for like how much money this actually is. They think, oh, this is an endless amount of money. But no, it's, it's not. not, you know. Um, now, I mean, you, in, in order to truly have an endless amount of money, you've got to have like Bill Gates style wealth, like or Jeff Bezos wealth, where like you could like you you physically can't spend money fast, fast enough because you're earning it so quickly. Um, and to be to Bezos's credit, he doesn't even try. No, yeah. no, he 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 barely pays the people he employs. Yeah, uh, but I mean, Bill Gates is kind of the polar opposite of that, right? He, this guy hemorrhages fucking money, and he's consistently at the top of the world's richest people's list. Like he can't fucking get rid of it fast enough because he just makes it so quick. That guy invests a lot of money. Like you know, and so, but. As rich as professional athletes are, none of them get to Jeff Bezos level worth purely off of their sports contracts, right? There's just there isn't a way. Obviously, like they're really rich, but that's a different level of they're risk we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's I think that's where, where pe people just don't have like people don't have a good concept of how much money is worth, right? And like the value of money. And so you, you get the, you know, the uh, $10 million payout, right? And go, oh man, like, I don't, it, we're good. We buy whatever the fuck we want. And like $10 million is a lot of money, but you could spend that. Like you could spend that. Same, and dude, yeah. Same thing. Even with like a hundred, like, you know, I've seen people get, um, talk about how they, how their life, um, you know, they would, and don't get me wrong, $100,000 is life-changing money in certain respects, paying off debt, sure. all that type of shit. Yeah. But like $100,000, depending on where you it's are not gonna financially. It's not going to change lifestyle. Well, again, it might depend on how much debt you're in and where that debt is allocated. But like, there's a reasonable way to spend $100,000 shoring up your life in like a month and then have it be gone. Yeah, yeah, like, and have no like, real... Like, Big benefit of like, oh, I've got a yacht now, or like, oh, I got a Ferrari. Right, you know yeah, I mean? it was not flashy. Like, like there, there's a sincere reality where like that hundred thousand dollars might be paying off some like back pay on your mortgage, paying down yeah. credit cards, kids tuition, shit. Just I cleaning mean, like, up some finances, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, and that's we're, that's assuming a hundred grand post tax, but like you know, you yeah. see a hundred thousand because like it's not like we're used to seeing all these expenses spread out. Mm hmm. And yeah. so the idea of getting clearing that kind of cash at once is like wild. But yeah. I mean, I, I at this point in my working life, I have made over a hundred thousand dollars gross um by just being in the workforce for a few years. And man, I'm still in debt like shit. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, you know, like Same. if you yeah. work two years at a at a upper entry level job of like fifty thousand dollars a year, two years you made a hundred K. Tell me how mm -hmm. much different your life's going to be. Not it's, very it's much. Pro I'll tell it's you probably right now. the same. It's probably the same. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, into your point, the, the big difference there is right now we're talking about $100,000 over time or $100,000 all at once. So the perception, right, mm -hmm. of what you're saying of people is, oh, $100,000, like, uh, you know, but 
reality of it is the value of the money is exactly the same <laughs> as you know if you spread it out over two years or you spend it all it's the same same value you it's know just the time that you're getting it. yeah yeah and so like i it's as an influence on the impact of how you perceive it yeah if, and, if, if the time frame it would and so and we're it. also not good as as humans right at quantifying and like wrapping our heads around numbers like that like a hundred thousand like like you, like you and I don't have the mental facilities to really picture a hundred thousand of things. What does a hundred thousand things look like? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, but I know, but I Bowl know, rice. I, but I know it could buy me. I know what it could buy but, me. But, but you know what I mean? That like, it's it like, like but that's what we think. But though. so, the, but like, but we're not good at quantifying the difference between like a hundred thousand dollars and like a thousand dollars but that's the whole point. or at like quantifying a hundred thousand dollars versus a million dollars so because we can't quantify it matt maybe that is what makes those big numbers so attractive to yeah. the way is because so all right you're gonna win a million dollars you can't picture the amount of things that you can buy with a million dollars and because you can't picture it yeah just that fact alone makes that Seem like, amount, like more like an inexorbitant amount of money. Like, I like, will never be able to spend. I, it. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even picture it. Yeah. But the reason you can't even picture it doesn't mean that it's not. It doesn't exist. It's it just that exist. our mental facilities aren't good at that kind of visualization. Like we're really good at visualizing like groups of like five and like ten and kind of like counting numbers, right? Things that you see in everyday life. You see groups of five, groups of ten. Never in your daily life do you ever encounter a, a, a group of 10 million or something and go, oh, yeah, there's 10 million of that right there. Like, you just don't do it. Unless you're like a scientist and you're studying. Even that, though, like, it's not – you could say that, you right? Like, you make, yeah. But, you, but you don't, like, intuitively – You don't intuitively yeah. know by just glancing at something and go, 10 million of that right there. You could – as you, an untrained scientist, right, could look at a group of fives, anything on a table without counting it and right. just go, there's five things there. Right. Or there's 10 things there. Like, you just know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. We don't have a good idea, like a good way to like, you know, internalize what a million looks like. We've got representations of it, right? We've got ways mathematically to do it and like things like that. But like, we're not good at like in our mind going... Yeah, I know what a million looks like. So we're not good at that. Well, you know what? Even to that effect, like once once dollar amounts get large enough, it's also difficult to take them seriously. Like yeah. if 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 you hear like so something going on right now in the world, there's there's talk in, in the White House of trying to push through a one point nine trillion dollar COVID stimulus package. One point yeah. nine trillion dollars is a that such a made up sounding quantity of dollars. Yeah. Like like, like oh yeah, one like if, if Matt came up to me and was like, Hey, you owe me a hundred dollars, I would take that so much more seriously than Joe Biden saying, We're gonna spend 1.9 trillion dollars. Like that's like one of those I understand how much is going to be leaving my bank account. The other one I don't even understand. Like, you're not even writing out the zeros. It's 1.9 of something. That's not right. Yeah. That's yeah. that can't be big. It's 1.9. Oh, and then, but then even that, like to even try to like, we'll go, oh, okay, well, a trillion. Well, that's just like a million billion. Well, okay, well, what's a, what's a billion? Oh, well, that's a million million. Okay, so we're talking about a million 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 million. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, that, like what the fuck are we even talking about? Like, like you and I can't like have a tough time wrapping our heads around 
fuck, not even a hundred, ten thousand dollars. I don't have a good, I don't have a good concept of what ten thousand dollars looks like. I don't. I just don't. Like, I don't think you do either. No. Um. Now we're talking about one point nine trillion. Like, all right. So take that briefcase of ten thousand dollars that you cannot wrap your head around. Now we've got a million. Uh, or hold on, we've got. Yeah, we've got a million of those briefcases now that you can't wrap your head around. And you also can't wrap your head around the idea of a million briefcases. Like, it just, there is no way, there is no good way for us to, uh, to like, to work with those kinds of, with those sizes of numbers, like, intuitively. We have no, which, Josh, to your point, though, like, I think that's, a, maybe not to your point, but I think that's why they do it. I think that's why they just say $1.9 trillion, right? Because it's because it, people understand it's a big number, but they don't really know, know what what does that mean? Like they, they mean don't it takes less time to say than $1 trillion, $900 billion. I think that's just longer. And then if you're going to oh, write oh, it no, out, no, no. you only want oh, to sure. write out all them fucking zeros. Oh, well, no, here's it. But like if some, if they wrote the number out with dollar sign in front of it, right? With all the commas, all that, right? People are going to look at that and go, that's a lot of fucking money. Like, that's got, like, more commas in it than there are zeros in my bank account. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, and so writing it in the words like that makes it this kind of abstract idea. Like, oh, we're spending, you know, $1.9 trillion. Like, what is that? Like, oh, I don't you think know. It like, do you think it's trying to it, take value well, away I think from it, it lessens by not the putting zeros? Well, because here's the thing. Like, if I... Like, <laughs> If if I'm Joe Biden, right, and I'm and I'm saying, oh, we're gonna spend you know 1.9 trillion dollars, but instead of I write out all the numbers and show you this big ass number, I'm inviting you to argue about how big that number is, right? And and say like, well, that's a ridiculous sum of money. We can't like, and now we're gonna get into how expensive that is. It kind of like it 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 takes the focus away from the actual dollar amount and and just and, and we're just saying well yeah, it's a lot of money and we're going to do this with it because they don't want the like if i'm joe biden and i'm trying to pass this right i don't want the focus to be on how much money we're spending i want the focus to be on what are we doing with that money like why like here like we're gonna do this we're gonna do that we're gonna blah, blah here are the programs we're gonna do blah blah, blah. yeah blah, i don't blah. want anyone focusing on the number because the number is not the important we could argue about the number fine what we really need to argue about or talk about is what what are we doing with the money, mm -hmm. not the money itself. And so I think that's why that's maybe part of why they do it like that is 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 they don't want the focus to be on the the dollar amount, right? You know, it's interesting. It's interesting politically how that kind of angle of, but. I, I get what you're you know, saying. You're le you're lessening the blow by not having the zeros and the commas. And that kind of makes sense. But the headline is still gonna the, the headline is still gonna use that fact to define the bill. Sure, but Mitch, I'm saying yeah. like now think about what that headline looks like. Right? It's Just, either one point nine trillion uh, right? or, or one comma nine zero 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 comma zero zero like no, all these zeros, right? Yeah. Which one looks more like more biglier? Yeah, like, yeah. well, which one? Like, which one's gonna catch your attention, right? Yeah. If you if you're like scrolling through your newsfeed, right, or whatever, and like you see a one, and then a nine, and then fucking twelve zeros after it, 
You're going to stop and look at that and go, what's well, a big ass number? What are they talking about? Even if you don't even read the, re you just see the number, right? You're going to go, well, that's about, I don't, you, uh, when, when do you ever see that number anywhere? Very rarely. Um, right. I mean, seeing 1.9 trillion more often than but, I but ever have before. But you see it written out. Like okay. as one point in, in, in letters, you know what I mean? I'm curious if that's like a, a Biden thing or more of a, a journalism thing. I don't, I'm not saying this is a specific, this is a Biden tactic. No, no, no. I think Biden's utilizing this tactic the same way that Republicans utilize this tactic, the same way that just journalists who are not involved in politics utilize this tactic. Like it, 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 it conveys a different message, right? Or, or it, it, it's, it's trying to spin the information in a different light. By using the word trillion as opposed to it written out. Then. Yeah, because I think I, I think like, if I was a journalist, right, and I was trying to call attention to like how ridiculously like the ridiculous amount of money that we're spending on this and trying to say like we're spending too much money on it. Mm -hmm. I'm not writing out trillion. I'm writing out the whole number with the like because it it, uh, it. I guess grabs your eye. I would. I it would. Also, it feels yeah. fake that it's it's such a clean number. Like, oh, we're spending exactly one point nine trillion. One point nine trillion. Yeah. Like, not one one trillion nine hundred sixty three billion two hundred eighty nine million. If I wanted to really make the point, I would write out the actual number, the dollars and the cents, all of it, every single time I wanted to call it to 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 use it in the article, because that's big. It's like it's a it's a it's it it's, it catches your eye, man. And like, do you no think it would catch your eye for like good reading purposes or just like shock value? Uh, but definitely shock in, value. Yeah. If like, we're just that's, talking that's about a... that shock value, now the rest, the success or failure of that article would depend on the rest of it, the rest of the writing, right? right. Not just did you use the word trillion or to write out the numbers, like. I think one like one of the tools that I would use as a journalist, right, would be to write that number out in addition to using inflammatory language and blah, 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 you know, but. I, it, if you were a journalist, what would you want to cover? Oh, man. Uh, so I actually. I, I thought for, for like like a month, like me, like in high school that, that I wanted to be a journalist. Um, I think in like another Which life in like, <laughs> I, like I, th I think it'll be a really interesting job. And I think, I, I don't know what my, like part of me wants to say, like, you know, it would be awesome to be like, you know, uh, to write for like Rolling Stone or something like to write for like some kind of music publication and just go and see like concerts and fucking write about them. Like, that would be fucking awesome. Um, at the same time, though, it would also be really cool um, to like, uh, you know, it, like interview like powerful political figures, not even just like like United States, like but like like people abroad and like just talk about like global politics. That would be a really interesting space, right, to kind of be in. Um, I don't know. I, I'm really not sure. I think the the easy answer for me is like music journalism right because it's like a passion of mine and it's something like i i know a decent amount about but i don't know i think just journalism in general is a really interesting field mitch tell me yours and tell me why it's golf <laughs> <laughs> no as much as i would love for it to be golf i actually i think if i were to get involved with journalism i would get involved with local journalism yeah yeah I, that's oh, how i think you it. want to be broke 
Exactly. Because I don't think that like, I don't want it. I would never want to do something journalistic and have it be like for profit. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm going to do something and I want people to hear about a story, I don't want it to be because. So you're saying you don't want to be paid for your work. Yeah, I know that's I, I'm the perfect worker for this particular for the particular issue of, of local journalism. Yeah. So you want to be you want to be a, a random destitute man who just tells people what's happening I'm picturing. Do you know that? Do you remember that guy? Is this the local crack who wrote for the Hunter and Democrat who wrote all of the cross country. Exactly. Like that's, that a, that's what that's. I would want to be that guy. I, I don't remember I would, his name. Yeah, I would want to go to like local cross country, like like high school cross country meets, and then just like write about like who ran what, and that's it. And and you know, go home, do it like you know after my work on my free time kind of thing. Either do that or you know cover whatever it is that's going on around town. Wow, Mitch, I'm sitting over here saying like, man, I would have liked to like fucking, it would have been cool to like follow the dead around like through the 60s or like interview world leaders and you're going, nah, I just want to cover high school cross country races. See, this sounds more like an answer to what would you do with $300 million than it does an answer to what type of journalist would you want to be? Really? You talking yeah. about my about my answer or about Josh's? No, not or about you, Mitch's. You not oh. get paid, just like hang out and be a, a community voice about what's going on. Yeah, that is like a hey. Paid. If you didn't have to worry about money, what would you do with your time? Mm-hmm. And is that the, is that what you do? If was that if is that oh, what I now would do? I'm changing the question. I'm 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 taking Josh's questions and reformulating them. If you had three hundred million dollars, right? You didn't have to worry. You don't have to work anymore, right? You're just set. How do you fill your time? How would I fill my time? Yeah. I don't even know what $300 million would look like. Well, for, forget that. Like, just let's just say you have enough money where you can live comfortably without having to work for a paycheck. What do you do with your time? I would definitely keep a part time job at least 12 hours a week to start. What? Going to cross country meets. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would need to do something dumb. Like, even, even the job that I work now, I might keep that for a couple you're, months. A, a couple months. Mitch, I just told you you made $300 million and you're going to tell me, well, I'll probably keep my part time job at Shop, right? Uh, maybe go to high school. I mean, to country. be fair, both my grandparents like, retired and they still work because they're just bored as shit. No, Dude, I know, but that's the boring. I know that's the boring real life answer. Give me like the crazy balls to the wall answer. <laughs> I want to hear like what I would do is I would buy a fleet of jet skis. And then me and all my buddies would start a jet ski gang, dude. I would, like, I would get I get this beautiful ass cabin out in Colorado, wow, and see, in some is, like yeah. in some sweet some sweet resort. Um, actually, oh, west not, though you're going out west. Well, so okay, so now here, so I have to consider both seasons. The golfing is better in Vermont than it is in Colorado. Uh, golfing would give me maybe. More do of you a have two season. places? The hippies. Do you have a uh, do you do you do your winters in Colorado and then in the springtime you go well, you know, it, to North Carolina? And- well, yeah, I, yeah. If I was gonna do, so yeah, you could do too. Where would okay? So obviously you got to spend your winters in Colorado. Yeah. What state would I go to if I could play golf in any state? Um, probably California. Really? It, they played at Pebble Beach last week. Have you guys ever seen Pebble yeah, yeah, Beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I would just become a member there. That that that's it. Hmm. That's where you guys find me. All right. Sorry if that. I if, mean, three hundred million dollars. You've definitely got enough money to live in Colorado and California, two of the most expensive fucking places to live. <laughs> Isn't um, it crazy how much Colorado has come up of come up in 
price of living. It is crazy. That is nuts. That was not the case 15, 10 years ago. That's for sure. Not even five years ago, man. It's come up a lot in just the last few years. Um, so nuts. But uh, Josh, what about you? You don't have you don't you don't got to worry about money. You got you're set for life. Don't have to work for a paycheck. How do you feel your time? Um, probably, probably get a part time job at Shoprite, right? And then uh, oh yeah, in in, in the deli department, you know, slicing <laughs> yeah. meats, yeah, talking just, to the locals. <laughs> That's my um, lofty goal for when I hit it big. <laughs> I probably start volunteering a lot. Yeah. 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 Any, you know. any, anything particular that, that calls out to you or just wanting to help? I'd probably have to find a niche somewhere, but I'd like to try to combine my interests as well as my, uh, my causes. So maybe something to do with, uh, cinema or, or music. I always thought a neat, I've, I've had two neat concepts that I always thought would be really cool to, if I had, a lot of money in the future to one day put into action, but I have no way to, or, or means to put them together now. Um, one of them, which I think would be super fun is I think there should be community, um, free, uh, recording booths, uh, recording studios. I think there should be like library style. You got a card, you gotta register with like some county mm. office or some local mm. local bullshit. It's free, and then you just like go on the website and reserve a slot, um, totally free. Because I think mm -hmm. that would be a great thing for a lot of communities around the fucking country to get kids to understand the practical nature of music production. Because I think a lot of kids who get into music get into music for the instruments. And then yeah. think that there's not enough jobs in the instruments and then leave. And then only a handful of kids get involved in the production. But there's a ton of jobs in the production side of it. Um, yeah, there are, I would say there's probably more jobs. Oh, there's definitely uh, more jobs. And even like, if it's not in a studio, like working on movie sets and, and, or uh, as a live concert audio technician at, uh, in theaters, tons of shit. Um, so that's one thing I'd always I would love to do when if I had a bunch of dollars. And then another idea that I had that I've had for a while that I thought would be really cool would be um, local investment banks in underserved communities. Where what you would do is you would open a, a bank, hire a few like trained you know good dudes who understand finance, and then you would start hiring people from the community that. Mm. Doesn't matter if they have college degrees or nothing. Hire them. It works part-time at the beginning where you just teach them about finance. And then you get to teach them into investing. And they can figure out how to invest their own money as well as you start giving them smaller portfolios. You get some of the neighbors, some of the other people in the community to invest too. Now they're helping not only hone the skills as investment bankers and understanding the world of finance. They're also taking care of the community along the way. And then you can mm -hmm. help them start to get certified as well. You know, take their uh, the various exams that are required to perform certain functions as a financial institution. And then you kind of just kind of keep hiring and building up from there. Because um, in theory, with the, the way that markets work, you can do those jobs from fucking anywhere. Um, yeah. So there's nothing, there's be, it'd be easy as shit to just set up an office space in like Patterson. And yeah, there'd be very low overhead, right, to set this up. Yeah. So those are two uh, things I would love to do if I had money. I think about them a lot. Those both are awesome things to do. And I think 
they're kind of, I mean, kind of getting back to what you were saying, Mitch, they, I think what you're, you, you want to, you want to contribute in some way, right? You want to feel like you're like, like if you're no longer working, right? If you no longer have to work, right? I still need to get that 40 back. hours a week. You want to feel like you're doing something with it, not just like pissing it away. And I think. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, Josh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like that's kind of what you're after too, is like wanting to feel like, like, Hey, if I had the opportunity, if, if I, if I am, if I am ever in a position where I'm blessed enough that like, I don't have to work anymore and like I'm taken care of, I want to spend my time making sure that like I help take care of other people and, and get them to, uh, you know, whatever and, and give back in some way and feel like you're contributing to society and humanity. Right. Yeah, every every idea I ever have for what I would do if I had more, like significantly more money, is community based. Like I had an idea for a restaurant, an urban an urban restaurant where you would uh, buy a couple different plots of of either land or area where one of them would be the restaurant. Then you could also start a community garden, and then you could mm -hmm. let people come in and host like totally free. Like here's how you garden. Here's shit you can grow on your terrace mm. or out your window. And then you use that produce in the restaurant and you can also use the, the, the kitchen of the restaurant during non-prime hours to like teach cooking classes, practical cooking classes, not like bougie cooking classes. Yeah. 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 Teaching people to make fucking lobster, like, like, like practical, here's fun ways you can make chicken. Even if you're on a budget and you can only afford so-and-so ingredients so that people yeah. that don't have the means to go out to restaurants all the time can get free cooking classes to learn how to still make really good and low key shit for their families. Um, and have a place to kind of still go and feel fancy. Um, so so like a community I, restaurant kind of deal. What, one of the, the like, I, I love that as well. Like, and one of the things that I really love about all three of those ideas that you just described, like the, you know, all of them is that it's not like, uh, it's not just providing a, a, a good or a certain, or a certain, like in, in, in a service and like being a business, right. It's a, it's a model to, Provide some kind of, you know, education or, or whatever, or, or a mentorship, whatever, but also to enable those communities to serve themselves. Right. And so that like with that, you know, investment bank idea, right. It starts off with, you know, trying to, you know, help educate and, and kind of build skills, but that gets to a point, right. Where it becomes self self-sustaining and self-sufficient and, and, and to where they're, they're now bettering their own communities right now. You know, you've kind of laid the groundwork for them to be their own. Uh, you know, it's that was it teach a man to fish whole that whole thing, right? You feed him forever, yeah, yeah, yeah. that thing. Um, and that that is awesome. And I think, think, you know, that idea of how do we provide something, provide a something that people need, but in such a way that it provides uh, continuing. Uh, you know, whatever. I'm not sure what I'm trying to say here, but I think that's awesome. I like your idea. Yeah, those are all good words, and those are all good ideas. Yeah, thanks, buddy. That this is the type of shit I would do if I had all the money that Fernando Tatis Jr. has and none of the obligations to work <laughs> that yeah, he also yeah. has, and could just spend my time doing goofy shit. That's what I would be doing. Yeah. Guys, have anything else? Oh, I did have one spicier topic for you guys. 
but I wasn't <laughs> sure how much we had to say about it, so it, it's okay if it's quick. All right, throw it on us. So, are you guys familiar with Morgan Whalen? I think that's his name. No. No. He's uh he's this um fucking like country star dude um who got caught on camera using the the N-word and um nobody cares out of his fan base. So he got dropped by his label. I think his music got pulled off of Spotify. He got kicked out of like the country music um fucking like group or there's some like conglomeration there of people got booted out of that but his fans keep buying his records and he's still like a best-selling music his hit yeah his his new album stays as number one um even though he now is like confirmed racist um and i don't know if that speaks especially ill of the country music consumer or the whites in general, but God damn, is that like a terrible one thing to happen and two look for non-racists within the community. Mm-hmm. It's not, so, it's not surprising. News well, so I think well, one, I, I want to be careful here because I, while, I don't want to lump all country musicians yeah. in with, with Morgan Whalen. Exactly. So I want to be careful here concern. because while I, from an emotional kind of reactionary standpoint, like I, I, t- I get where you're coming from and I, and I, I get what you're saying. Um, but, you know, the, I think it's a little bit, probably a little bit far to say that like, you know, all country music or like all, you know, whenever you, know, say, whenever you say all, you start to get. No, 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 no. I'm, yourself, I'm not trying know? to say it's, it's reflects. Or this no, is no. the embodiment of all of it, but it is certainly a bad look. Because, you know, I don't know it about is, you yeah. guys, but when I see a, a white man from the South, I am skeptical. Because statistically speaking, if there's going to be someone somewhere saying the N-word inappropriately, it's going to be that guy. Um, and so I when this drops, I don't want to assume, like, that, ah, but I don't yeah, want to okay. assume, though. Again, so again I understand why, where you're coming from. I, I get what you're saying. And from like a emotional, reactionary kind of, like not applying any kind of logic or whatever. To, like, I get what you're saying, 100%. At the same time, though, like, I, it's... If you phrase it that way and you say, I assume that if you're white and from... From the South that I'm skeptical. You're like perpetuating that same idea that got us into this place. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I want to be careful of how, no, we talk like it's it's the words we use. Just because because like now we can talk about this specific incident, right. And the people who are, are actively specifically supporting this and like, and make blanket statements about them, right? They're not cool. Yeah, a hundred percent, right? And it's well, hold this on. Is- we started off this podcast, or maybe it was right before we recorded, with Mitch saying that Detroit and 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 Baltimore are terrible, terrible places. How is that any different? No, but actually, to tell you the truth, I like Baltimore. I was at Baltimore once. You called them great- both very dangerous cities. So that's from a statistical standpoint. You so can look is at the data- use of N word by white people. Okay, but okay, generally fine, but- from the south. Fine. So you can okay, fine. But then you can't say though that I assume that all white people from the South are racist. I don't assume. Now that, yeah. the same way that you can say that Baltimore is statistically a dangerous city, but I can't say that all people from Baltimore 
are suspicious. All, like, or all places in Baltimore are, are dangerous. Are like, dangerous. Like, you see what I'm saying? Because it's like, like I get that. In order to even have a conversation where there has to be some generalizations made, right? Otherwise, we get stuck just and before we go on tiptoeing around. No hate to Detroit. No hate to Baltimore. Statistics are bad, but I think Baltimore's got good food, and I've never been to Detroit, but I'll be be there one day. I'm sure. I'm sure there are, uh, are are lots of positive things about the city, as well as negative things, just like most places. Most places, but but like I'm deviating. Sorry, thank you. So, Josh, like if we're talking about like from like a statistical standpoint, like I get what you're saying, but you start talking about individuals, right? That's where it gets like it's again my. My my point was not that all people from the South are like this. That is my own personal skepticism and lack of trust. My question was going to be very different from this. Mm-hmm. Um, my question oh, was going to be, what do you have to do to drop somebody from your musical rotation? Or what did they have to do? Because we see it a lot in like the, in sports. You know, people who oh, um, you see, oh, okay. get like, oh, accused I, of uh, or get tried with like the yeah. domestic violence type of. I'd rather talk about that. I think that's probably a bit more constructive conversation. Um, yeah, I, uh, for, because because I, I can't imagine it, yeah. like liking someone's music so much that they come out as like a bigot, and I'm like, yeah, but um, I still love their shit. Great. Like, yeah, yeah, it that, just makes you like, look. At, I don't care how people still yeah. listen to Chris Brown either. Like, like fuck that dude, get out of here. That guy sucks. Yeah. Well, so you know, I, <sighs> but there is a point where like a lot of like the musicians like like how much gets lost with time. Like sometimes I think about like how much do I really know about the athletes that I cheer for, the musicians that I listen to now, and some well, so, of them are dead. So, so I, I never th- really know. I, Josh, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and like I, I, I know that you and I differ in in this respect, in that I like I, there are examples of artists, actors, whatever that have you know that I, I'm able to separate kind of their work from them, the person. Can I, can I give you a prime example for me? Sure. Kanye prime West. I think Kanye West is a pretty decent musician, but I think he's just a nutcase. And I just, and I understand if somebody came up to me and said, man, Kanye's fucking crazy. I'd be like, yeah, I agree. Now, so and that, then they said, but that's, but then I don't like his music. And I was like, well, well but he has some bangers so and he has some I, good songs. I, I agree with you with what you're saying, but I, I don't think anyone's like, yeah, well, I don't know. Kanye's pretty out there. Um, dude, yeah, that dude is out there, bro. And I've like, heard, but, but, I've so, heard but, people but there, turned off of his music because of that. But 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 there was never like a a, a controversy where like I don't know, Kanye killed a guy and like people are still listening to his music or like Kanye like you know fucking like beat the shit out of his wife and people are, you know what I mean? Well, people are still Tiger fans. So that's probably a better example. Right then, the, but, like Kanye just being eccentric. I like I think eccentric is probably yeah, that the is more politically correct way of saying. It. Yeah, I'm sure that does turn people off of him. But like, I don't think it's like uh people didn't know he was eccentric, and then he came out as being eccentric, and then that turned people off from them. He music, got more eccentric I mean? over his career. But it wasn't like a, it was a gradual thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he was a regular dude until <laughs> my dark twisted, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and he comes out this fucking crazy guy. Like no, he's <laughs> always been Kanye. He's just gotten more Kanye. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like are you now Tiger Woods though? On the other hand, he there was a there was a thing that happened right where like beforehand. He was this like idolized, ideal, like, you know, the phenom athlete. of right. Yeah. And then 
right? Fall from grace. Yeah. And there's and there's like a thing that he did. There's an there's a yeah, he fucking cheated on his wife, right? Like a uh, boat ton. What? A boat ton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, but like, so there's like um the thing that happened. There was an event that like changed people's opinion, right? And those so that there's some people who who can separate that and say, yes, Tiger Woods is a fucking garbage human being, but still one of the greatest golfers to ever live, and all of his achievements are fucking like worth revisiting and like as achievements. Um, there's other people who who like just can't separate the two and say, yeah, those are all great things, but he's a fucking piece of shit. So I don't even care what he did. I I, I am in the former. I, I'm I, I can say I, I I I am able to separate the two things, and I'm able to have the opinion that like, yeah, I don't want to fucking hang out with Tiger Woods. Like, well. That's hard to say because <laughs> he's Tiger Woods, but like, I, I don't think he's a, a good guy, but I do think he's a great golfer mm -hmm. and I can have, I, it's not an issue for me to hold both of those opinions. I mean, I think that, that's it, a lot easier to separate because it's, it's uh, a personal issue that might reflect somewhat on his character, but ultimately is between, you know, you know so I, his I, wife. I, are, it's a far cry from. A guy getting caught on camera using the N word. Sure, sure. So, uh, so, so records. I'm kind. Of, I'm, I'm. I'm getting back around to your question. To what would someone have to do to? So obviously, right? If you're a golfer, cheating on your wife, not enough for me to hate you, right? I'll still like you as a golfer. Won't like you as a person. But what would someone have to do? Like, I, I really don't know. I think, like, I, I want to sit here, right? And and I want to tell you that, like, you know, if. Uh, if Jimmy Page, right, came out, like if, if Jimmy Page got caught on camera, right, being a fucking racist, right, that I would, you know, somehow, you know, that I, that I could take that and like, you know, that, it, that I would think less of Jimmy Page or in some way or, but honestly, I really don't know. I really well, don't know. It's also tough because Jimmy Page was in his prime 60 years ago and you could just chalk that up to of the era and remove yourself from it. And he's not like coming out with new music. You're not gonna like go to a Jimmy Page concert. Um, All right. So better example. What if like uh, what if like Dave Grohl came out and was like uh, fucking? No, like, just Dave Grohl's old too. Give me someone young. Who do you listen right. to that's new? Uh, this dude that he's talking about is born in 1993. He's my age. He's 27. Right. Um, it's country musician. Fucking uh, Grohl. Wait, I don't know, man. Why could like I could, I could literally only think of like old as shit musicians right now? Like that's literally how about, how about, how about just, Mark Lettieri? Uh, yeah, there we go. If Corey Wong, right? If Corey Wong came out and there was a video of Corey Wong like using the N word and like just, I like to think that I would like stop listening to Wolfpack and like would like whatever. But like, man, their tunes are fucking jammy, man, and like. I really like their shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so you're 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 intimating that vibes are stronger than racism, or more important <sighs> to you than racism? Now, when no, you, it, no, it's not. Now, even, when no, you word no, it like no, that, yeah, Josh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, that, you're yeah, you you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're twisting his point of view. How's that twisting? That's so literal. No, 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 no. You're twisting because you're missing the. So Matt Matt Tory made a very very good point to make sure that he distinguished between. 
the person themselves and the thing that they're creating. Yeah. And like, thing I want, I, like, I, like, uh, like there is no way, is, right? Is There's no thing. way that I see a video of anybody, right? Acting in, in that kind of way and continue thinking good thoughts about them as a person. There, there just isn't. But right? you'll support them financially by listening to their music? So that's where it gets tricky, right? Is because like, so, so when you like, obviously that is the truth of it, right? And that is a very difficult thing for me to hear and kind of swallow, right? But when you sit down to listen to music, Josh, and you throw on any record by any artist, is the first thought that goes into your mind, I'm financially supporting this artist? Or is the thought, I want to listen to this music because I like this music? The second one. Right? And so while you're totally right that like you are still financially supporting this, but that's not the reason I'm listening to Wolfpack. I'm not listening no, but to it's Wolfpack. also the reality of your of your own behavior though. What do you mean? I mean it whether it's how you want to think about it or not, it still doesn't reflect the reality of the fact that if you pop on Spotify and listen to someone who's a terrible human being that you morally vehemently morally disagree with you're still financially supporting them whether it's your first thought or your third thought you know it doesn't no, no, change the no. fact that that's still what you're actively doing look and i'm not trying to say that it's that it's right or wrong what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to be honest with myself and say that look i don't know i can i'm not going to sit here and tell you that like yes if that happened i would stop listening to wolfbeck 100 because i know for a fact that that is not a true statement i don't know what what I what I would do like like as shitty as it is and you're making a like you're making it very difficult for me to kind of hold this opinion because you're pointing out all of the kind of the the negative aspects of it right but like the truth of it is that if it came out right that somebody in Wolfpack was racist uh, there's I'm probably still listening to their music yes I'm still financially supporting them and yes that is a bad thing to do but that will that most likely would not change my behavior like that's just the the I, I that's me knowing myself you know what i mean and like i maybe maybe that's something that i need to work on you know from a you know as a as a human being but i don't think it's um like i'm not trying to make excuses for it right and i'm not trying to like justify it or i'm, I'm just trying to be honest with myself because i don't think it would be fair for me to sit here and tell you like that oh i'm this high and mighty person when i know in my heart of hearts that that's not 100% like the, the, the facts. I, mean, you know I, don't I, mean? think, I don't think it's high and mighty. I think it's, I think it's the, the basic concept of understanding your own morality. But see, I but, don't think, because there's the a big difference between going like walking around telling everybody, I don't listen to Kanye West because he is a MAGA person versus hmm. just not listening to Kanye West because he's a MAGA person and sold out the black community. Like, the the virtue signaling of it is what makes it high and mighty. Otherwise, it's just adjusting your behavior based on the facts and and your own personal judgment. Yeah, no, and 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 so, I mean, you make a good point, right? Because like you're not talking about virtue signaling, right? But you know, maybe maybe it's maybe maybe it's a shortcoming of me as a, as a human being. Maybe we're talking. Maybe we're really yeah, getting but down I, to but again. But I like it just comes to. I think you well, because, said the point because no because here's what here like like I mean I don't like, know about it, it's it's not a shortcoming it's just look for me personally I know that 
I like Matt. I can't sit here and say whether I would still listen to one of my favorite bands if I knew that they were racist or not. But there are there's a certain point that I can handle those kinds of weights of the reality. Like I don't like when I put on my favorite music. I'm most of the time actually. I'm most of the time. You know what? Actually, I kind of am, I am thinking about the perspective of the artist that I'm listening to. So I I just I've never really thought about this question before because. I have the confidence that most of the musicians that I listen to probably wouldn't even say something like that. Yeah. And, and so know, like it's, it's, it's a tough hypothetical to put yourself in. I don't even but know. Like yeah. Josh. So like, are you go? Are you ever going to watch in your lifetime? Cosby show reruns? No, probably not, but no. I probably wouldn't. I, walk- I grew, I grew up on the Cosby show. Yeah, yeah I, see, I didn't. Grow that's up a bad on example for me because yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't have. I, I probably wouldn't watch him even if he came out and fucking cured cancer. Like, I'm what still about not watching. Fat Al? You guys ever watch Fat Albert when you guys were kids? No, no. Jesus Christ! You, you know who I did abandon though? Who? Just because he went away was Louis C.K. Well, there's that whole business, but I want to. I want to stay with with the. So, do you think like, yeah. that that? Uh, I don't. I don't. I forget who actually aired what. Uh, company aired the Cosby show, but let's call it fucking CBS. Do, Whatever, do you yeah. think CBS should still air the Cosby show and then just let everyone come up with their own personal judgment as to whether or not they watch it? I mean, if I was CBS, I wouldn't air it. Why? But, but, so, but I guess, but I guess, why? Because I don't think that it would do well. But I guess, I mean, the, but I guess the question, Josh, you're asking though is, is, you know, is it, is it, is it even right for CBS to, to to have yeah, reruns that, of the that's up to is, is that was that what you're asking like or I'm asking if you were CBS would you oh, run I, it oh it's too controversial I man. probably wouldn't run it but I don't but, this, but at the same I'm time being, though if I I'm being I, real eh. no if I'm being real I wouldn't run it but the reason I wouldn't run it is not because of a moral reason honestly well no here like so if i'm if i'm if i'm an executive at cbs right right, maybe i am running it because i don't even i I couldn't even think of a, a good business reason to run it in terms of just viewership because there's people like josh that are out there that would just totally avoid it or and and rightfully so i mean right wrong or indifferent I just yeah, think there's a viewership. Your viewership was still fine. Let, let, let's say viewership was still fine. Totally fine. Dipped a little bit. Still a moneymaker. Yeah, you it's got nothing it, yeah, else I, to play in that slot. You have nothing else to play. Yeah, I mean, you, like, you can't I, get a new show together fast enough. You didn't have any other syndication rights for anything else. You got nothing else to play in that time you're slot. Tying our hands behind our back. No, 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 no. I, no, I, I, I get what you're saying here, Josh. Though, because it's like a, it's like a. All right, well, you assume like it, 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 it comes down to like there are no other factors. It's not like oh, you're gonna air it and no one's gonna watch it. No, they're gonna watch it and like like all that stuff. So just should they air it or shouldn't they? Like that's what that's what you're trying to boil it down to. And I think it's a it's a really interesting question. Like I. It's just not. I, I just. I just don't really. It's not my place to say. I don't know. I. I. I wouldn't know. But that's it. I just wouldn't. I also probably wouldn't. But the, the for the re the reason being, and maybe it's not the right 
thing to say, but like that, you know, well, it, it was from a, from like a, like a, like a, from CBS's perspective. I don't even know. Let me, I got to look this up, right. And see who, who it actually was, but like NBC, NBC, so from NBC's perspective, um, the, I really want to be careful with how I say this. Like the negative thing, that, how it negatively affected how the Cosby show was like uh, perceived, right? What, uh, now, well, what I'm trying to say is, is that like the fact that, 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 uh, If I was an executive at NBC and the uh, and all of the events, it, Bill Cosby still did what he did, right? But the public reaction wasn't as, uh, you know, oh, you know, fuck Bill Cosby, right? I'm airing that shit, no questions asked. Because from a money-making standpoint here, right? And I'm, this is why I'm trying to be really careful with how I'm wording this. Like, the issue isn't that he is a piece of shit. Obviously, it is an issue that he's a piece of shit. But the issue is that people found out that he was a piece of shit and that people reacted that he was a piece of shit and that upon learning that he was a piece of shit, people like you, Josh, decided I am no longer watching The Cosby Show. And so I, I think the, you know, the conversation that I would be having as like a, network executive right would be less around do i think what bill cosby did was a bad thing or any of that shit it's like a hey do we think uh there's enough people out there who care and that's it's as simple as that whether right or wrong whether i agree with what he did don't agree with what i did like it i don't think that's actually weighing into my decision as a network executive i think as a network executive i'm only concerned with how many people are out there like you josh that that are that have completely written the show off that will not tune in and i'm going to do a calculation and figure out are there enough people like you out there that i can no longer make money on the show and if the question if the answer to that is yes i won't air it if the answer to that is no i can still make money on the show i'm airing it and i can tell it's, you it's the that's the simple. reasoning to that question is very simple because if you're a parent and you know what that dude did do you think you want your kid watching that show? No. Do thing. That's yeah. it. Game over. Um, Simple question, really, when we boil it down like that. <laughs> but does that does that mean that we would stop listening to music if uh, we knew that the person, the artist? Well, no. So I would now. Now I now I want to take. I, I want to stick with the Cosby Show for a second. Like, so you you'd be cool as an executive of NBC of still paying Bill Cosby for his show you'd be cool still financially supporting 
Bill Cosby. I mean, I would, no, not, I'd be not, trying to get out of that no, shit, no, no, man. No, here's the thing. Because, <laughs> because, there's no way you air the show and get out of it. <laughs> she owns the rights. You're, you're simple. You're, you're, you're boiling it down too simply, though, Josh. Because I, I like, yes, like, I am no, financially. I'm, I'm Bill really Cosby. not. You are, though, because I don't give a shit what happens to Bill Cosby if I'm a network executive. All I care about is, am I making money? Yeah, ding, ding, all ding, I care ding, about. Ding, ding. I don't give a shit what happens to Bill Cosby. If I have to suck Bill Cosby's dick, if it's going to make me money, I'm going to do it. Like, like, it, like, there's the little capitalist, like where, <laughs> like, yes, like it would suck as a network executive to have to support a piece of shit. But if supporting this piece of shit is going to bring in money to my bank account, I'm supporting that piece of shit. Like it's shitty, but like, I think that's how it would, I think it's how it would go down. Like, I don't well, think, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm asking about are, how you would do it. Yeah, but we're but like, uh, yeah, and, but in, and like, Josh and I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a network yeah, executive. executive. Like, so trying to think like therefore like a network executive. Like, like, dude, if I like, I get, I know what you're trying. You're trying to get me to say, if I was a network executive. I would take the moral high road and say I'm not airing the Cosby Show because Bill Cosby is a piece of shit. And you could argue until we're blue in the face that that's the morally correct thing. I think the question becomes more complicated when you introduce real people, right? And like, and like, what are the mo the the network executives? What are his motivations, right? Well, his motivations are to make money for himself. Like, he could think that, like, you know, yeah, Bill Cosby was a piece of shit, whatever. But like, at the end of the day, that's not his prime motivator. It's not. Else, did you, know, you think he got it to be an executive? At you know, NBC? like I, it would, it would be, it would be a wonderful world, right? Where, where that alone, where the fact that that, like, you know, it came out that he is a garbage human being, would be enough for everyone to kind of look at their morals and say, yeah, we should no longer support this guy, and just that be it. <laughs> but it's not that simple. My my point is though, it could be if you, as the hypothetical network executive, did that. No, and what I'm saying, Josh, is I don't like. I again, I could put. I I, I can. I can. We could go through this scenario, right? Yes, I'm the network executive. I say we're not airing it because Bill Cosby's a piece of shit. I could say that, and we could have the conversation about that. But I don't think that's a real scenario. But. Outside of the hypothetical, maybe we make money, maybe we don't. Why? Why what do you mean outside of the uh, why, if we make money or not? That's the Th whole. That's thing. the whole point. No, I, I, I know, but you're arguing on behalf of the idea that we'll make money, and or, or we might if we're in the M NBC executive game. So we'll leave it on. The same conversation goes the other way to take it off, in which case it's the same points, which is why it's kind of a, new, a moot point to make because it's a non-factor. You're, you're arguing points for it being profitable to do so that are all hypothetical, much as going the converse would be based on how you think people behave. So it, it's a, it's a non-factor. How is it a non-factor? We're doing our best to put ourselves. Yeah, in, I'm not. In the, I'm, in the, I, you lost yeah. me there. I'm. Yeah, I don't. I don't quite get it either. So, I, I think the, and I don't know. If, I don't want to just keep saying what Matt's saying. 
I'll, I'll try to frame it from a different perspective, but just trying to give a like, like give a respect to the difference of position of where I am sitting in an apartment talking on a podcast where an executive at a major television firm is sitting and what that difference of perspective would do on what our decision would to be to do with the Cosby show. Is that kind of what, yeah, you, like, is what I, you're I getting mean, at? Like, I, I, like Josh, I no, think I, what, it, I, what I'm saying is that you're, is that the, whether it makes money or doesn't is a point that we are arguing in hypothetical as with everything else. So if we're talking about if, yeah, people will watch it, nobody cares. That's not the question that can be said of literally every show then. Well, so to answer your question, your question is like, all of that aside, would I cancel the show or what, or wouldn't I? Like, I, 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 if I'm not taking any other information into consideration, it's just, do I want to show the Cosby show because I know Bill Cosby is a piece of shit? The answer is no. No, I don't want to either. And, and that's the end of the conversation. There's nothing else to talk about. But if we're going to have the full conversation, you got to talk about, well, who actually makes that decision? Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a network executive. Well, how do they make that decision? Well, here's how they make that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, more goes into it to have the full conversation. If you want to boil it down to just the forget about uh, doesn't make money, forget about this, forget about that, like, forget about people are going to watch it, what would you do? Yeah, I'm not fucking Aaron. The guy's a piece of shit. Done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the reason it becomes more complicated is because it's not as simple of a situation as you're boiling it down to of just uh, do you like the guy? Do you think he's a piece of shit? Do you want to air the show? And again, though, my point is it can be if you let it. In letting it. Yeah, well, so, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. So, so, okay. So Josh, yeah. in your situation then, Yes. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll let it. Yeah. Great. We're not showing the show. In the conversation, right? Yeah. So, but like what I was trying, what I was trying to get at though, is that like, I don't think that paints the full story. I think for us to just say like, oh, network executives should realize that like Bill Cosby is a shitty person and not air Bill Cos the, the Cosby show and, and have that be the beginning and end of the story, I think leaves out a lot of information. I, my my point is that I don't I don't think it does. I think that's the beginning and the end of the conversation. Has it been the beginning and the end of the conversation? You're arguing that should be the beginning yes. and end of the conversation. Okay, and like now that's a different con that's a different argument. Now I could I I would I would agree I would actually probably agree with you right that like it would be probably a better world right if all of these other uh, variables and factors uh, at that same point of view were, were, were not did not affect the decision right but the reality of it is that is that they did and they do well no because what you described didn't happen because no one wants to participate in that and even if people did it's a very short-sighted perspective with the overall changing of society over the course of the past even just 10 years and to sacrifice the look and appearance and uh, 
moral understanding of your business for profits for maybe the next five years as compared to profits 15, 20, 30 years down the road as you tarnish your good name is a horrible way of running a business. Um, Not saying it's the way I would run my business or the way you I mean, should it, run it business, is how you that... just described how you'd run your business for the last like five minutes. But, oh, dude, uh, I was saying that that's how businesses have been run. <laughs> I'm saying that no, they haven't. And you're arguing a point about present profits that have nothing to do with one morality and two the way businesses operate in a long term view. Because you kept arguing that if people keep watching the show, we'll keep airing it. When in the reality is maybe you shouldn't give a shit about what people who are watching your network right now are doing, and instead worry about whether people are going to keep watching your network ten years down the road, which has a weight in morality. Then, but the thing is though, is that you're you're making two arguments at the same time, Josh, and those two arguments don't always go one in one with one another or hand what in hand. So the, the one argument is the business side to why to air the show, the Cosby show or not to air the Cosby show. And the other is the moral reason to air or not to air the Cosby show. You're interchanging those two arguments I'm trying to describe to you how they overlap. The thing is, though, is that there are some times where there is no overlap between those two. Like when? Uh, in, like in this? fucking when? <laughs> and you have to decide, uh, I don't know. No, I don't want a hypothetical. Give me a real answer. Uh, like, you know, I have to decide how much, you know, ham that I need. And I am going to use a business model to figure how much I need for the next two weeks. And I'm going to do it by looking at how much people are buying and how much that's trending up or down and using that to influence what number I put into a computer. That is a non-moral business argument. Because there's no morality in anything you just described. But it's there's a business no room argument. To insert... Yeah, but you just... Oh, my oh, God. But they, you but, just but described they... the fact that I'm interchanging a morality argument with a business argument, and then you presented an argument that has no morality component, so what are we talking about? You, but you said that there was not always... There is no overlap in that, though, Correct. No, you presented one side. It, it's a Venn diagram that is a circle. But that was my point, is that sometimes there are arguments. Sometimes arguments can but just Mitch, be... that isn't an argument. That's just, a, that's just an example of how people buy ham. Oh, but the argument is Where's how much... Where's the argument? Oh, I should think we should no, get... No, that's not an argument. That's solving an equation. Oh, I think... We, no, oh, dude, you have no idea, man. Oh, I think we need 50. Oh, I know. I think we need 30. Oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. We need 55. Oh, dude, it can be very Venn diagram-ish when it comes to how much. I don't want to get too far into that. But I understand your point, though, Josh, when it comes to how much can we stomach virtually, morally, when it comes to what we air on our, not on our television network, right? At what point do we draw the line and say, I, you know, we know we're going to be making so much money off of Aaron the Cosby show. And 
but let none me, of that. Let me ask, let me ask you guys of, this. Let me, hold on. Let me, let me let me ask the the brain trust this. Uh, don't you think Spotify would have wanted to make money off of all the Morgan Wallen or however you pronounce his last name uh, downloads that have taken place recently that have gone, I guess, directly to him um, since people are still buying the records? Don't you think Spotify would want to be on that? Yeah, but they probably they probably took him off though. They did take him off. Hmm. So. It seems as though the practical application of the hypothetical presented earlier is exactly what's happening. Do you think Spotify is better for the the long run there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because how you perceive a company and whether or not you want to do business with them has a lot to do with the values and morals that they present forward. How much do you think has, has that fact changed over the past five years? Uh, mainstream wise, a decent amount, uh, certain companies it hasn't, I mean, Ben and Jerry's has been doing this shit since the fucking seventies. Well, so hold on. I'll, I'll go back to Spotify for a second though. Like though, that, that was an example, right? Of like they, What what are we even talking about right now? Like I'm 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 sorry I'm confused about what we're arguing arguing about. Like I, like I I agree with with what Spotify did by taking him off of their their platform, right? I understand that they're foregoing uh, uh, profits, right? Because they're not in on the downloads that they're getting, right? Whatever. But they made a business decision that like we as a brand aren't going to support, you know this kind of rhetoric, whatever. Um, a that was a decision that you said, should you be in the shoes of an executive you likely would not have made? That's not what I said. You I said, said well, you, you kept saying, we got to put ourselves in the real world here. Like this is what, this is the conversation that they're having. And I don't think they do it. And so, so look, so somebody, <laughs> right? that's what we just spent like 20 minutes on somebody in that room, right? Did a calculation, figured out how much money they would have made off downloads from this guy, then figured out how much money they lose from people not supporting Spotify anymore because we kept this guy on. They looked at the two numbers and said, which number's bigger? And they said, well, hey, you know what? We make more money by kicking the guy off of Spotify. That's why they did it. First of all, no. <laughs> that happened way too fast for that shit. And it's intuitive. Uh, they wouldn't even need to. Computers. How long do you think it takes to do that, Josh? Dude, they have computers. Like, no time at all. It's easy as shit. You unlink an account. No, no, no. no. Oh. I'm talking about to, to do all of that analysis that I just talked about. They got all that data, Josh. This isn't like uh, they got to go hunting down paper records and shit like that. They got all that information in the goddamn meeting room. Somebody pulled up a fucking PowerPoint with the slides and said, "Hey, this is what we're. This is what happens if we leave them on Spotify. This is what happens if we take them off of Spotify. Which one do you guys like better?" And they said, "Well, let's take them off. The numbers bigger." At have the you guys ever been in corporate America? You know how long it takes to make those types of decisions if you have a full investigation in terms of the finances of it? It takes forever. If you bring in financial data into that conversation and have to have people going over each other's math, whether it's at your fingertips or not, it takes forever. I deal with money every day at my job. It takes forever. 
So you're saying that there's not computer technologies that would be able to pull those numbers up within a time. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the conversations around it, the number of meetings involved, and the amount of fact-checking everybody's information and getting official sign-off from several different levels of people takes forever. So then what you're saying is that you don't think that, that it was even brought up in that meeting. You don't think that meeting was even about financials. You think that meeting was purely about now, the, the moral I would, standpoint. From I a, would absolutely yeah. concede that at that some point, someone probably brought up the point of, hey, I'm willing to bet people are going to come at us, Spotify, if we don't drop him. That's bad press. Let's not have bad press. Let's try to get some good press, drop mm -hmm. him, and just move on. That mm -hmm. is pro almost certainly a point that came up. But side by side comparing numbers and what is essentially more so of a morality standpoint, I don't think it came up fucking at all. Actual physical dollars. Yeah, so that, so I mean, like, I, I get now, like, walking through it all with you, that makes sense. Because, like, now that I'm thinking about it, you're probably right that they would would want to look at that more closely, right? If they were, if they were going to take the route of we got to analyze the financials here, or we got to look and see kind of how where all of our dollars and cents are you're probably right you're probably right that they, they would take a long time because they want to make sure everything was all, all the ducks were in a row so so then i'm wrong I, so then i'm wrong about how that decision's made and we don't show the cosby show which is where we were at at the beginning yeah like i i don't think we ever said that we would so we we would i i so i just also to amend what matt said i think we both said we would not air it but we also said we don't know what we would do because we are not in that position, I think was more of our. Argument. Yeah, well, and I think the other thing is I was trying to provide for a. Uh, or, or provide some kind of justification for why someone would. You know, make that decision or, or, or whatever, but like. Um, the. Uh, Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not sure. Like, I, I'm. I'm not really sure what else to say, Josh. I mean, like, I, I think morally speaking, we're all on the same page. I think. Was just. I just. Yeah, I just. I think that it's more less of morally. Where do we stand? And just more of. I don't know what it would be like to even be in on that conversation. Well, because I. I don't think. And, I, like, and I don't. How I would act. Well, the thing is, I don't think the conversation is interesting if we're just talking about it from a moral standpoint or if we're just talking about it from a financial standpoint, whatever, like I think the intricacies of the conversation and like the, like come into like when you start looking at both sides of it, because like, gosh, like I don't think it's a very difficult moral question. No, like, I, I, like I, I think, and maybe that just speaks to like how like we have strong moral. I'm not really sure, but like, I don't think, in a moral vacuum, right? In a vacuum where we're just looking at like the morality of the situation. I don't think it's a difficult question. I'm not really even sure there's a, a really any room for like debate up there, right? Of like, is this a good person or not, right? But I think the interesting conversation comes about when okay, we we, we take the you know we've 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 agreed that this is a moral a not a not a you know a, a morally wrong situation here, right? But there's this business aspect to it. and there are financial implications. And whether or not they're those numbers are in the boardroom and we're actually going through the numbers or they're just in the back of my mind while I'm making the decision, that is a factor that 
like that comes into play in a lot of these, you know, are we going to continue supporting the artist, the act, whatever. And from a purely moral standpoint, like I, I, like you, I get why you were getting kind of frustrated there. Cause like it, it's super black and white. Like there isn't really an argument there, but I think it becomes more, uh, ambiguous. I don't want to say it becomes any less wrong, but it becomes more ambiguous, right? Up uh, like when you have other influencing factors, influencing how people make decisions beyond just the morals of it. And in looking at the numbers, you made another good point, Josh, when you said that, okay, say you leave the, some controversial artist on and you maintain your viewership or you maintain your listening ship in the short term. Looking at that solely in the short term, put yourself at a detriment down the road, seeing how the changing landscape of what kinds of companies people will choose to use and not to use based on who's on their platform and who nots on their platform. So, but again, just less of morality and business. It's, it's, it's such a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird mix for myself. Because, I struggle with well, it because I well, try to like, when I make business, I don't look, I try not to look at business decisions as, moral decisions because it sometimes it hinders me from making well, a, a, a here's business a, the, decision. A, a, another point that I, I kind of want to bring up here is that Josh, you made the point that like if you know even if you know let's say uh the, you know your viewers are still gonna watch the, uh, watch your channel, whatever, but like that's neglecting to think about kind of the future of of your brand or or kind of you know 10 years down the line, how do you want yourself to be perceived or whatever. The way that consumers would tell, you know, a brand or a company that they are no longer buying into them as a company or as a what would be in a financial way. They would stop buying their product, stop using their services, stop tuning into their program, right? And that would cause them to then change their behavior, right? It's it's not that NBC is sitting there looking at the Twitter feed going, people are upset with what we're doing and they don't think it's morally right we should change our behavior what they would do though is they'd go hey people are upset they want us to change your behavior and they stopped paying us money so we have to change your behavior just back to josh's original question which is what would an artist have to do for us to stop supporting them financially by streaming them on spotify or watching their movies or, or watching their television show <sighs> And in in the at the beginning of the conversation, yeah. me and you, Matt, tried to kind of make a distinction between person and art. Yeah. But it's nowadays that distinction it's so much harder to make because it, we're almost kind of forced to look at the person. You know, when let's try to take our I don't know what it would feel like to be in seventeen hundred, but let's say it's seventeen hundred mm. and we go down to the art gallery mm. and we look at a painting of painting. There's a lot of disconnect between the, the artist and the artist. And now it's like you ha like you know every artist. That is a, that is a, that is a really interesting point. And that does make it much more difficult in this modern age to do that. So it, it is, and like because you get the illusion that like I mean I don't fucking know Corey Wong. I don't know a damn thing about him. Like we're not friends, but I feel like I know him. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen him. I've seen him do the, watch the videos. And, and now, like, and now you, you know, can follow him on Instagram. Yep, and now yep, you can see his Snapchat. Yep, and he's making yep, TikToks. Yep. Yep. So the whole it, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and so you get this sense of knowing who that who they are as a person. And so, and that kind of almost becomes one with their art. And so that that does make it. I think that adds another layer of complexity, right, to that question of, you know. I think if we were talking about, like you were saying, like, you know, in a, a Renaissance painter, right, who was a fucking piece of shit, but he was a great painter, probably be easier for someone in that time to separate the two because, like, I don't probably never even fucking seen the guy. Probably don't even know what he fucking looks like. Like, you, you don't interact with the painter, but you see his work. I mean, and his, and his paintings made you feel a certain way. So for you to make the disconnect would probably not be a met, huge mental exercise. But for you to, so, you know, for, we'll use this Corey Wong example, right? For like, if I, if all of a sudden came out that, you know, he was like a garbage human being, whatever, like, well, I follow him on Instagram. Like I watch his YouTube videos. Like I, you know, I, like I, I feel like, you know, again, it's, it's a perception, perception thing, but like I, there's a perception of some sort of personal relationship there. So that, I, that, you know what, that might make it, uh, so that it was more difficult to separate the art from the artist and therefore, you know, I, I might be more likely to, uh, to not, to not support them. You know what I mean? Um, because it, it like, you know, in tarnishing their, you know, them as a person, they've also tarnished their art because their art and their person are, are, are so intertwined. And are we just like, am, maybe I'm just a little backwards looking when it looks at how I perceive some art and music. It's that I, that I don't care what the person does when they're not playing music or, 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 or not doing what it is that they're performing or specifically athletes. Mm -hmm. But I, it's, Sometimes I feel like because of this overexposure we have to their personal lives, mm -hmm. it almost takes precedence over like what the music is on its own. Mm -hmm. And and that was kind of like getting to a point I was trying to make earlier is that like when sometimes when I put on like if I put on a Miles Davis record, I'm not doing it because I necessarily know the guy miles davis i just appreciate the way the music sounds yeah right if i were to find like i don't know like i guess i just just because i don't know him, and maybe that's just the way i was like a, a the way my brain is wired but i like if i learned something completely new about his his life it would, would it change the way i listen to the music um it would have some impact but i don't know if it would if it would completely impact my total worldview of it, but yeah. no, so, but I haven't had like an artist that I like, like I don't like Chris Brown. I don't, I don't like this, this mm. guy. I've never really had this experience yeah. happen to me. Yeah. Again. And that's also goes back to the point where it's like, I'm, I'm pretty confident that most of the artists that I like are. So, so, so the example that I like that, that I think I, hits me probably the most is, is Kevin Spacey house of cards. Oh, with him. Yeah. Yes. So, I like that one's tough for me. That one's really, really tough for me because I really like a lot of his work. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
is it like the wound is too fr- like like the wound is too it's, fresh well, kind no, of thing because no like, it no the whole like I mean not that any anyone who does anything like any of these kinds of right they're all it's all bad right it's all bad whether yeah, you is, whether you apologize whether you don't it's all bad right apologizing for it doesn't make it better doesn't fix it all right whatever but he like he like never showed any there's never any kind of remorse there's never any kind of like oh it was a wrong thing to do it was like a he i think he's he's really only sorry that he got caught he is only really i sorry. really think he's only sorry that he that it came out Which not makes, that it happened not that it you know so um, even if he even if he apologized he fucked kids like you know, again, no, you again, should stop watching his shows even if he's sorry look, again i don't want to like, i'm not trying to say that the apology would have done it it would have been like oh now i could fucking watch it super easy like it's you know but uh, I mean, it sucks seeing people you like do shit things and then having to question your support of them. It's like, it sucks. Like, I don't like, like, like liking the person. I don't like, you know, let's let's just, I I can't even think of somebody. Shaky Graves. I don't like Shaky Graves. Like, I don't know him as a person. I like his music. I, I can't say I like him. I feel like I like him. Maybe it's I just always have an awareness that maybe it's important. Yeah, but there's but a I, but I guess, between but I guess, not having a feeling towards a person and having a feeling towards it, a person that's negative. Like if you didn't know who uh, Ted Cruz was, you'd have no reason to dislike Ted Cruz. He's a person you don't know, and you've never mm-hmm. heard anything he said. So why would you dislike him? And then if you listen to Ted Cruz talk and you go, "Oh, well, this guy—I yeah, don't know quite who he is, but he's yeah, the worst." Yeah. Um, that's a normal thing to have happen. Yeah. Like, and just because you know Shaky Graves' music, unless he gives you a reason to either like him or dislike him, it's not weird to not have an opinion. No one's yeah. saying you have to actively like everybody that you listen to. But if they give you a pretty good reason to dislike him, it might be worth considering. But, like, I guess I guess to that question, though, uh, Mitch, like, if you found out all of a sudden that Shaky, Shaky Graves, like, likes to dismember children... Makes a fucking awesome like folk, but he likes to dismember children in his spare time. Like I would probably, you know what? I would probably listen to him much, much less, if not ever, and then just remember him as some crazy guy, right? And so, like now, that's kind of like an extreme example, right? right. Obviously, that's ridiculous. But you know, and or what if you found out like that he uh, um, sleeps with his socks on? Probably wouldn't make a difference to you, right? Where in the middle there, though, somewhere in the in the, on the spectrum from wearing socks to bed to dismembering children in your spare time, there's a there's a there's something right. There's somewhere in there where where it, uh, you know I call that the gray area. Yeah, and like <laughs> I, and like I I don't have an answer for you because I don't fucking know what, don't know where, where that is, mark no. is. Um, but. I can tell you where that that mark is on these issues that we've been discussing this evening. I have not watched House of Cards ever. I do not listen to this country musician's music, and I have never watched the Cosby Show. No, so that's all well and good, but do, are like, 
have you just not watched the Cosby show or are you actively not watching the Cosby show because you know what I mean? Like there's a difference. Like, yeah. All and all the former and, and all, okay, all, yeah, all yeah. the former. Okay, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? You could just say like, oh, I've never seen the Cosby show. Fucking love to see it though. Like, you know what I mean? Versus yeah. like, I've never seen it. And like, I'm actively planning on never seeing it. Well, I'm actively planning on never yeah, seeing yeah, it. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely actively planning on never seeing it. No reason to. Question though, dude. Love the conversation. Yeah, this was a, this was a twist and turning conversation, starting off on car batteries and ending up on the Cosby Show. And you were worried that we weren't going to have enough to talk about, dude. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was going to be, be a, a tight one. We're we're over two hours in now. I heard the so just so our listeners know, Joshua Tracy was very nervous right before he hit record on this podcast. I had to nudge him along. It's true. It's true. I wasn't sure we'd make it an hour. <laughs> I was I was uh, proven wrong, to say the least. Very good. Uh, Always appreciate it, man. You got anything yeah, else, dude? Man. You've gone uh, for long enough. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we should just wrap it up. Um, we are planning on starting to record these on video, so if you care to see us talk in uh, whatever shit quality our uh, laptop cameras produce um it'll probably be on youtube next friday so if you're interested check it out we're there we're square um but i think that's it so otherwise if you want to follow us on twitter you can do so at ycbspod and if you want to hit us up via email you can do so at ycbspod at gmail.com and uh until next week my friends have a good one Here we are. Thanks, everybody.